Hello and welcome to this episode 20 of the Northern Invasion podcast. Joined as ever by myself, Stu West, by Scott Smith. Good evening. By Liam Watt. Evening. And Nathan Watson. Hello. Hello. So um, this is a an interesting one because we're not really going heavily into an event review or looking forward to an event. We have got an event coming up in the next couple of weeks, Follow the Old World. So we'll we'll touch on our lists a little bit later on. But I think before we get started, what we've got today is we're going to look at ba- uh, some battalions, the benefits, and look at a couple of our favourites. We've got quite a chunk of questions. Um, we will talk through our Follow the Old World lists and then look at future episodes, um, what we've got to look forward to in March. So first of all, though, um, maybe a quick look at our hobby update so myself yeah i'm still suffering from overdoing it over christmas with uh with painting spite revenants revenants. well it wasn't i mean they were all right yeah it was a bit of a it was painful to spend that much time painting 30 spite revenants um and then basically playing one event and deciding i'm never going to play them again um (laughs) but it was more the dryads Pumping through a hundred dryads and uh, I don't know, Durthu and Dreisha and whatever else, it just left me a little bit. I don't know, just a bit worn out. And last time we did an episode, I'd base coated eight woods or ten woods or whatever it was. Since then, I've picked out the stones on four or five of them. And I've dry brushed the wood on the same ones, so I've done very little. I've done nothing else. I've um, just not felt the urge. Um, I keep looking at at my trees and just thinking, I wish I was painting something I wanted to paint. Um, so what I have done is I've uh, on Instagram. There's a, and it's not AOS related, but it's something I'm quite interested in. Is a a trooper build off. It's called, and this is um. The Bandai 1 to 12 model kits, the Star Wars figures. Um, mm. It's a, it's like a, a custom build and painting competition where you can buy various kits. You kit bash them up and do a little bit of scratch building and then paint them up how you want them. Um, and then you send them off to the guy who's running the competition. He uploads them and then people vote. So I'm I'm quite into that. It's it's different. They're like one to twelve scales. So they're like six inch, six to seven inch. Um, the brilliant kits, the Bandai kits, and you don't need any glue. You sort of snip them off, and they they assemble really well. Um, so I'm going to paint up. Um, like a, I'm not sure. I've got a few kits I've bought, and I've bought some resin heads um, to custom them a bit. And I'm going to do them a bit like the the Tau stealth suits. So I'm going to do some, or something like that, or like, uh, one of the assassins, like with a, then what they're called stealth skins or whatever they're called. So I'm going to do it in sort of a, a, a stormtrooper with no helmet with like a, a black type suit, but I'm going to, I'm going to have like, um, crackling electric. So it's going into like a oh, yeah. stealth bit. So the bits that are stealth, they're going to be black. Um, and then I'm going to do it, crackle into some kind of a color i've not decided what color yet and then try to do some object source lighting so i've asked uh gary over at that fantastic mills to 
um, make me a one to twelve inch scale if he can. Um, sci fi base because he's been doing all that um, stuff for Legion and for um, mm. Necromunda and things. Build it up to like a, a higher, a higher sort of scale, and I know he can because. I've seen he's does some of that with his other terrain. He, he just prints it at a different size. Yeah. So I'm going to put a bit of time into that and just do a bit of converting and painting just as a side thing that I'm enthusiastic about. So it should it should give me my hobby mojo back, hopefully. So, But that's me. That's all I've been doing, really, apart from um, the fiction stuff. I've been, I've been carrying on reading and um, re- reading my... Uh, black library stuff and i'm I'm looking forward to these um short story anthologies that are yes announced um one of our own a local as a is in there so uh, i'm really looking forward to that um uh, rich strachan who comes to our events uh, it's got a, a story in there so i can't wait to read it and, and rich has agreed to come on when it's released and uh and do a little bit of a chat with us about, about oh, nice his corner of the the realms uh, so I'm really excited about that. So that'll be good. Um, but what about yourself, Scott? What have you been up to? Dare I ask? <laughs> dare, dare, dare you ask? <laughs> well, I know, I know. It's a certain, it's a certain. Um, well, go on. I'll let you say it. Uh, so yeah, working a bit. I'm not actually that much since the last podcast, but slowly working towards getting the Flesh Eaters 2.0 army um, up ready for. Follow the old world in two weeks. So, submitted the list on, I don't know, Thursday or something. Just uh, put it in. It was it's kind of what I'd, what I'd wanted to do from the start. It was basically the, and we'll, we'll come to it later, I think, but it's a <clears throat> back to the old flare list from yesteryear, but now with a lot more toys and weapons. Um, so, yeah, I, I need to add a few things to it. So, obviously, obviously two arch regents um, and I've got the chalice sitting here in front of me, and I'm actually just as we're chatting, I'm just uh, rebasing some uh, five dire rules that I had kicking about in a box that were on square bases. So just uh, getting them in the same basing scheme as the the rest of the army, um, and I've got the throne to sit in here as well. So I've got still got a few things to do. Oh, I need to paint a terrorgeist as well, obviously. <laughs> just um, one. Just one. I'm I'm I'm, I'm no power gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. That's 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 for the flesh eaters. Uh, outside of that, not 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 a huge amount of well, nothing really. AOS um, been spend a lot of time looking at the Skaven and flesh eaters chats on WhatsApp because they've kind of been absolutely mental the last few weeks, uh, and trying to read a bit through the books because they're they're both very cool and obviously obviously they're causing a lot of waves as well. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but they are just very cool. Two couple couple of cool armies that I've wanted to. That you know really grabbed me. Um, all the models, particularly the flesh ears. So it's great that they're that they're back. Um, outside of AOS, uh, played at the, the last club um, meet, uh, night we were at, which was last well a week and a half ago on the Wednesday. Uh, played a game of Middle Earth for the first time with Michael Hans. He's him and his he's an absolute machine. He's he's produced loads of little war bands for it. He's he's right into it just now. Um, and obviously he's beautifully painted as well. So he he comes along with everything. You just turn up and he gives you a little demo game, um, five hundred points, and it was it was really good. It was really interesting. Um, you, you hear a lot of people talking about it. 
over the last few years saying it's, it's it's one of the better game systems and the way the rules mechanics work and it's it while well, still being very simple um and it's it's from, from my one game experience i kind of agree it's it's, it's really good it's you, you do get into the into the vibe of it you kind of it, it does take you a bit make you a bit narrative i think because <laughs> it is kind of based on the movies as, as such you know it's it's obviously got a kind of competitive edge to it as well, and you you know everything's pointed and blah blah blah. There's tournaments, etc. But it, it, I think it can be very very narrative as well. So um, it was really cool. It was, it was it was I've I've got little um, I've got the Pelinor box that I've not cracked open yet, but I'd be keen to to get started on some. I think Mordor for myself there. Just push that along a little bit and try and get a few more games in. Because um, I think the, 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 there's a few guys that are keen to play it. So that's a uh, that's basically me. I think there's not much else to say. I don't think. No, I um, I uh, introduced my six-year-old to the first and the second Hobbit films. We watched the first one last weekend, and we watched the second one last night. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they we watched it as a family. The first one, um, <laughs> and I was getting some some stick to go and that they all wanted a uh, yeah Middle Earth armies after that. So we hey. had, we had the uh, the web store open and we were scrolling through all the models to look at, at what we wanted and i'm currently doing that right now uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a shame because so many of them are like fine cast or metal i mean there's metal, a, aren't they? yeah there's, there's, there's a lot of them that are, i think you know it's, it's part of the new it's, it's one of the new strands isn't it so there'll, there'll probably be more stuff coming out and i'm sure they'll, they'll refresh some stuff but it's probably quite a slow release schedule yeah, it um, looks nice. But that's funny. Uh, we 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 were on the Hobbit as well. Me, me and my boys were watching. We finished the first one last night as well. So, oh, cool. <laughs> they're, so they're what, getting hooked. So five hundred points. Um, because I've looked and I've looked at the different sort of warband type. Yeah. I don't know. They they do like um, box sets of of warband type things. But how many models roughly is five hundred points then? Um. So I had, I was the evil. Uh, I think I was Angmar. Um, faction. So I had I had some orcs, probably about a dozen orcs. Um, I had some sort of ghostly spectral things. There was maybe well, there's sort of three little ones and then a big one that has some sort of cool debuff mechanic thing. Uh, I had a big flappy demon guy that's kind of like him. Uh, he was quite choppy. He kind of won the game for me in the end by killing lots of things. But um, and I had some morgue riders. So I had about probably twenty odd models, uh-huh. maybe maybe not quite. Yeah, maybe early twenty models. Michael was playing uh, Rivendell elves, a bit more elite. You know, elves are the sort of top dogs, pretty much in terms of like combat and everything. Really, so they're, they're the sort of elites. So he had less of those guys. Plus, he had some, a bit more cavalry than me. So he he probably had I don't know, maybe fifteen or under. So, and it's, is that the standard size for a, a tournament army? Five hundred points. I don't know. I, I'm not sure it if it was. A lot. Yeah, there's, and I've seen, and I've seen like the, the guy, you know, David Reed. He's used to play eighth. He's he's big in that, and he's, an event he ran at Common Ground. You 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 turned up with a good and an evil force. All oh, right. Yeah, you have to for most events. You have to. Uh, is that is that just because it's always good v evil? Yeah, you can't have always good yeah. versus good. It's good versus evil. Yeah. So I think it's probably random at the table. Like yeah. Similar to rolling for sides or something. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's quite interesting, anyway. So oh, well. I'll, I'll, I'll dip my toe in. Yeah. Oh well, that sounds good. And you'll have to. I've, I've, I've tried to say to Mr. Hans to to come along to Northern Invasion and give me an hour in a um yeah uh, an intro game, but he's not bit yet. I thought the, the gold brush was gonna 
entice him in, but there's there's not been any tickets out uh, purchased yet, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, okay, so what about yourself then, Liam? What's on your table? Uh, I have to paint the swords from the Ramashamon at the moment. I can't what they're called. The blades of... The Quicksilver swords. Quicksilver swords, there you go. Those, I need to paint those. That's kind of my hobby. Is to can uh, dive at the moment just because I don't have anything I really want to do. Like my deepkin's kind of being pushed back in my mind due to obviously the fact book and Skaven coming out doing things that I feel that deepkin are paying a premium for. So they've kind of went on the back burner at the moment. Uh, that's it, really. Just uh, yeah, got the swords to paint. Kind of keeping it quiet. Mm. I do have a Terrorgeist if we end up playing the Realm of Beasts. I'd probably get that painted as well. Oh, you're taking the Terrorgeist. A Royal Terrorgeist. And Royal Terrorgeist, because the Fall of the Old World is... um, They're playing full beasts, but they're not going to double beast, are we? We've given that reassurance. I'm taking a a variety of beasts, just because, well, why not? (laughs) Then, Depending on who I'm playing, I'll just pick a beast that's most appropriate. The, you mean the best option is the yeah. pick? Well, well that's yeah, so it. I think if if we are playing in the realm beast, because obviously the missions are in realms, will be uh, told to us before the event. Uh, it means that I know if I need to paint that terrorgeist. Well, I don't have to paint it; it's in the pack. It does have to be. All oh, right, is he, army. is he? Yeah. Is he pre pre drawing? He's pre drawing, yeah. And is uh, he pre drawing missions as well? All oh, yeah. right, cool. When's that happening? Is that going to be the week before? I think this next week. week. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Oh, that he took his feedback after our last episode on timekeeping and stuff. So he's wanting yeah, to give everybody a good run at it and yeah. prepare. I think that's a good move because uh, I think once people have committed and submitted the list, then all it can do is help people then by um, by giving them that that foot up. So yeah, yeah that's great. So uh, if yeah, if we get if we end up playing the realm of beasts, I'll actually get painted because I'll get to match uh, my army. Uh, if not, no, really. Cool. We'll keep looking at Skaven. So yeah. that's kind of a problem at the moment. <laughs> need to need to find out a space in my wallet for to pay for that at the moment. Uh-huh. Just on the gash. Unfortunately, I've kind of held into him, haven't I? To play <laughs> for him until further down the year. But again, I kind of, as Nathan and me talked, Kind of want to wait till the next general handbook to then pick an army that I can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get a full life cycle of it. Yeah, because it'd be nothing worse than buying the Skaven army and then for it to be then taken out of the game, or the missions change so much that yeah. the list I'm playing that I enjoy isn't playable anymore. Because again, <laughs> the missions could completely alter. Uh, but missions that affect battle line only would be quite a cool one to see, uh, which would obviously stop things like. Grim gas and that has been as powerful uh, because obviously they're not battle line means they couldn't hold the objectives in that mission and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, for so grand host anyway. But you might not get a you, you might not get that in our in our uh, tale of four warlords when uh, when we vote <laughs> for what you got enough to do. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll maybe talk about that in a minute. What, what about yourself, Nathan? Um. Oh God, I've done. Very little hobby, like uh, like painting and stuff. I've um, I've 
built my 20 Reavers, got the bases done. I've been repainting the bases on my Deepkin army, painted a few endless spells. Um, I've played a lot of games in the last few weeks. Um, I've had a few people around to my house playing games. I've been going to two different clubs, getting games at the Warhammer shop, trying to to get as much practice as the guys down south seem to get. Like, um, I feel like we don't have a lot of practice going into events, or at least I didn't have a lot of practice going into events last year. Yeah. So definitely trying to up my games. Uh, I'm traveling through to Starling on Saturday and Sunday next week, playing and I've got games against John and uh, Lee, maybe Craig Graham, John Craig, um, and then I'm playing against you on Wednesday. Yeah. I've got a game against Ross on Saturday night. Uh, I've got a game with Johnny tomorrow, so Christ. yeah, I'm just hooring myself. Out. More games than I've played all year. <laughs> yeah, I've I've added since the start of the year, including tournaments. I've played thirty games with Deacon. Good job. Since uh, since the start of January, so just trying to get as much practice as possible. But between that, playing all those games, not all of them going well, and then keeping up with the stuff in the community, I'm just absolutely exhausted had a major bout of uh burnout towards the tail end of this week and uh i feel a bit better about it now but yeah no it's been pretty rough <laughs> trying to keep up with everything that's happening it's brutal it's when it stops being fun and you feel that you're having to do something that it i don't know yeah you'd... You just naturally rebel and sort of fight it don't you yeah yeah, yeah. and we all got into this and we all do it because we enjoy it and when it stops stops being fun, I think that's when we have to Yeah, you just have to revisit it and reevaluate what, yeah. what you're what you're doing it for, I suppose. I had a bit of an epiphany with regards to being competitive. Like I said at the start of the year, I wanted to keep like a very positive, sort of competitive mindset going into all events and I wanted to do well, keep a positive win ratio and still like try and build the community. And I think I kind of forgot that a little bit in trying to win events and having to be able to beat every army and it's just impossible the way they build the game now it's just impossible unless you're willing to spend a lot of money every other month you're never going to be able to remain at the cutting edge of the uh the, like that sort of knife's edge of where the game's meta is and how fast it moves now so just gonna stick with it ride it out and just go to events for fun try and get that fun back because it's been lacking for about a month now. Yeah. No, I know the feeling. and I mean, you've got, obviously, the pressure of being uh, the current master and things like that. Everybody wants to beat the <laughs> beat the champ, don't they? Yeah. I wish I never won it now. I had a great, great December, and then every single practice game has been really stressful. To the yeah. point I'm, uh, I'm just taking the foot off a little bit and just trying to go through the motions and try and have well, fun again. I think that's what Russ did last year, didn't he? If I remember right, Russ, who yeah. won the UK Masters, basically just played for fun and and didn't. He he made a conscious and public decision to um to not not be going as ruthless and cutthroat as he could yeah. and just try and enjoy some. It's some ridiculous arms. as well because when it boils down to, it, I've already qualified yeah. for this year, and what we play him for, like a bit of plastic and. 
like a, a little trophy sort of thing. Like I don't know why I'm putting so much pressure on myself. Like, but yeah, lot, it's, it's real. <laughs> I think a lot of it as well is the Six Nations side of it as though as well, which is halfway through the year. Yeah. Which we want to consistently be doing well, you know, and keep on top of things for that. And and I mean, yeah. even myself, I I was, I I find the pressure from that of you almost having to prove uh, that you know you you're I don't know you you fit for a shirt or whatever. Yeah, prove your and worth. It's, uh, yeah, it's 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 especially when you're learning something new, and and it I don't want it to get to the stage where I'm going to events just to win or just to win games and i've never won an event um but i don't i don't want it to get to the stage where i don't enjoy an event if i don't win four games i i want to go and enjoy the games like i always have done and i think i just need to i need to just accept i, I need to stay positive and have fun at an event or else why am i doing it why do yeah, i put so much time into something because i like it not because i want to win yeah. or I don't want to. I, you're never going to always win, like you say. So, I think uh, I think this putting too much time into painting these bloody trees, <laughs> and then I found, and we've said this in the past, Liam. That I mean, it goes both ways. It's not necessarily a positive gaming experience to play against Sylvaneth sometimes, and it's not a hundred percent positive to play as them either, no. because you, the last event I went to. Once I'd learned the the rules properly after the first one, and I went to the last one, and people are like, "They do what, really?" And you know, you just start feeling, "Oh, I feel bad about this." And some of the games I had, we never really talked through our games from Hammer, but um, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, I felt, I felt, I felt a bit, a bit dirty about you know the redeploying the. I mean, we'll talk about battalions a bit later, but just the stringing things out, things that yeah. you know are pretty bent that are going to get fixed when the next book comes out. And I, I don't know. It just... I think, it's, I think you say they'll it. get fixed. The issue is they weren't fixed last time. Like, everyone else's... A lot of the stuff got honed in on Holy Within and that. And like you say, they're just waiting for their new book to fix that. But I think they need more benefits, though. They can't just fix that and leave it because they can't really compete without these little janky things they can do at the moment i think they do need them but, uh, yeah. i think i think if if that's going and it became only within that they, they couldn't compete they they couldn't do very well at all the the only reason that they've they've got an half decent record at the moment i think is because of these these uh <laughs> i don't know out of their sort of loopholes that they still seem to be able to uh, to take I think it's, it's the power of the scene, their their actual scenery piece gives them as well. I think I still think a lot of folk don't realize how powerful a Sylvan F. Wildwood's boar presence is. Yeah, uh, like you say, having that constant ability just to set up and retreat and yeah. regal where you want to sort of thing is so powerful, and it can give you quite large board range, which still a lot of armies don't have access to such speed like that. Like yeah. you can just run away from an army, and that could be game just because you're what you're against four inch moving dwarfs or something, and they just yeah won't ever catch up. No, exactly. It's it's a it's an inter- but it's not a play style that I particularly like. Um, I thought I would, you know, just looking at the theory, I'd played them once or twice, and I thought oh, I, I like this, 
but playing it and actually going through the motions, it's not. Could have been could have been more of the person you played that was so fun to play. Hey, Adam Rossin. Yeah, you. Oh yeah, Adam was a yeah. was a great opponent. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't know. I mean, there are ways to play it, and you can obviously play things differently. Um, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I'll I'll, I'll stick them out. I said I would do. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play something I want to play next. I think. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, are we are we going to do this uh, this four warlords things then? Where we just yeah, I, I'll be up for it. Be fun, I th- uh, but I will promise that that will be my army for next year. So yeah, so will I. I think well, just for people to to know, so we we we're saying we're gonna, um, well, pretty soon, I suppose. Did we say? Did we say heat two time? Yeah, like I, I would like say. to know going into that sort of time frame so that I can start getting stuff. Yeah, and the idea maybe to start off, um, we give ourselves a, a given date, maybe in, um, I don't know, the end of June, beginning of July to our first 500 points and then just do 250 points a month. But do them, I mean, I'm going to use my my wet palette. I, I, that was my New Year's resolution. And then I went and picked bloody Sylvaneth, didn't I? So I've not used the <laughs> wet palette yet because uh, there's basically a lot, of, a lot of dry brushing and washing and very little blending going on. Um, so I'll I'll use that and how, how we decide what we're going to have. I don't know yet whether or not we all go for a separate Grand Alliance each or, or what There's we do. Chaos. Well, everybody wants chaos, do they? <laughs> I think uh, it'd be interesting to uh, to do different ones. I, I think the only one I'd struggle to find something to do that I've not done before would be death. And the only real thing that it'd have me lead me down his night haunt because I've not got a night haunt army, but I, don't, I really don't want a night haunt army. I'll be there with her. Uh, with, uh, the, the real Mortark. With the, the fake Mortark. <laughs> yeah. I'll, be, I'll be doing a year with a Linda. No, it'll also be horrible to blend. Oh, I won't be able to. No, I'll just... Maybe well, I need to stick to one of each Grand Alliance. I think as long as... I think, I think cool. Grand Alliances are kind of going away as well. They seem to be just there's that many independent factions these days. Yeah. That we're not even taking one of each Grand Alliance to Six Nations now. So no, I, I think that's bollocks. By the way, but anyway, that's <laughs> no, I think it's fine. Thing. Oh, it's I think because everyone wants Like before Age of Sigmar, did you used to have to take certain factions, or was it just a team no. warm up event for ETC? No. One of each. One, of, uh, one of each. Of, uh, yeah. No. Well, one of each army book was yeah, allowed. Yeah. That was that. Yes. So we're now doing what it was before. We've got so many army books. Yeah. Plus, I wouldn't want to do destruction in our... Because the only thing that I would want to do would be get mob, and I, I really don't want to do another horde army. No, I don't want a horde army. I, I mean, if I mean me, to, to narrow down what I'd play and paint, I'd do Iron Jaws just because I love the models. I do Caradron Overlords because I like the look of them, and I think that they're going to get a bit of a boost. I want a gun hauler army. Yeah, talked about this with Spadge for quite a while now. That I see a list there. I want, I want four gun haulers, and I want. <laughs> I just, I, I really like the. Sorry, they'll be, they'll be battle line in the next KO book when you take oh, some guy as your general or something. That seems to be the. the well, thing the, they're start, doing the start collecting box with that. Um, the the gun hauler the grunstock thunderers um sort of there's a there's a battalion in the book isn't there with those and if you get the start collecting but there's there's no battle line in there but i think i think the thunderers should be battle line 
if you take that formation and if it's a certain a certain skyport. But that formation does have points. That's the issue. Well, I think maybe they so will. They start be, collecting boxes, don't? No, they never have. But if we get a new a new book, I mean, um, no, you I mean, still want because no other factions ever had theirs added because like the clan pestilence one hasn't been added to the skaven or the one that comes in the feck box isn't added to the feck book uh, maybe it's just the battalion that'd have to make it battle line then but i don't think that's a problem you could always just make a skyport that makes them battle line yeah they might change the skyports what would you do scott what you've got everything <laughs> so um well yeah i'm happy for us to go one of each because i generally do have one of each that i would be happy to yeah open a box and, and get stuck in. I, I, I bought too much and I, I, this is a positive thing for me to get something done. So Force you to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got... Well, I don't want to go through it all, but I, I don't know what I'd... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a few options. Plenty of options. I've got a cu- probably a couple in each that I'd be happy to do. Dispossessed, yeah. Except that. <laughs> no, I think I've got one in everything apart from apart from death. What about you then, Liam? Oh, I, I would really like to do Skaven uh, or Slanesh, uh, as previously mentioned. I'd quite like to do a Chaos Army again. Uh, again, I've played Death now as well, and I've played quite a few of the Order armies. I've, Destruction, I've played KO before. Uh, sorry, KO Bone Splitters. Uh, none of the other factions really in there. I like. I like I, again. I would actually love to do another bone splitters army. It would give me another actual reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of options. Plenty of options. What about you, oh. Nathan? What? Um, for me, I'm not really bothered about a specific faction, but I definitely like to collect something similar to like Skaven, Stormcast Eternals, some of the Chaos factions, like a a, ra- a range where when you go to the the Games Workshop website, and you look at the faction, it's like 20 or 30 different options. I just don't want to be penned into the, like, with Deepkin. You've only really got, like, six War Scrolls. I'd like to get into a faction. If I'm going to collect something to start playing it next year, I'd like to be playing something that I can augment bits and pieces in and out and try lots of different things, so... Yeah, like I think the only ones that really tick the box for that right now is things like Skaven, Beast of Chaos, um, Corn. Corn. Corn's a funny one for me. I need to see what their book's like because I like some of the models and detest some of the others. Um, I really don't like the Bloodthirster models, for example. Um, but Stormcast Eternals as well. Like they've got one of the biggest ranges. I've never done Stormcast, so. Yeah. I'd be kind of interested in that. But yeah, it needs to be something with longevity because it will pro- like this will be a good way for me to get an army done with all the upheaval that's going to be going on in my life Yeah. Uh, after the summer, like a little chip away at it. So it's going to need to be something I stick with for a while, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, that sounds pretty good. So we'll pick it around Heat 2 time then. That's the plan, is it? Yeah, I think so. Or pri- yeah, so prior to Heat 2, so then obviously you can decide if you're going to buy when you're down there sort of thing i think that's what nathan had in mind sort of well if there's well. any sort of forge world stuff like or even direct yeah. order it would be kind of cool to get it when i'm down in warhammer world so yeah gives you the weight yeah. and things and is it is it may it's at, it's in may yeah may but the fourth if, if we see like the it, there might be new books by then 
or at least books that we know are coming because we've got Adepticon yeah, at the end we'll, of April, don't we? I think we'll see, or, I think we'll see Corn pretty soon. Or have we had Adepticon? No, it's no coming Adepticon's up. coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's this month, I think. It's this month. Well, the, that was March. It was Adepticon or LVO that they announced Deepkin, and then they came in like April. So, I think we'll see more of the Corn book coming up, and then we might even see what's coming next. They seem to be doing two at a time. So, yeah. oh, that sounds good. So we'll, uh, we'll. I'm happy to know whenever. I'd like to finish my Six Nations army, get some good practice with that. I'm going to probably be painting other stuff up until till then but then come june i can i can fully immerse myself in something i'm i'm more enjoying so are we gonna are we gonna do it like the, the everyone chooses for you or did you get to submit a few nominations that then get picked well, maybe we'll nominations. Work, we'll work yeah. it out yeah should we let the patreons do it no <laughs> <laughs> What we should maybe do as well is... Um, no, because I'd end up with Nighthorn, I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get down on the Friday, uh, Liam and uh, Stu, before Tempest in January next year, we could even Aye. do like a proper Tale of Four Warlords, like a mini tournament. Yes. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. All right, sounds grand. So, there we go. That was a, a longer hobby update than we anticipated. <laughs> So, but we kind of we kind of covered a few things there, so that's quite good. Um, battalions. So, I mean, the obvious benefits um, from battalions is you get yourself a command point, so you can pretty much knock fifty points off whatever you're paying for your battalion. You're also getting an extra artifacts, and you're lowering your number of drops. But, um, well, I'll maybe go around and talk to yourselves first, Liam. Is, is there any before we go into, I don't know, giving an example of a, a battalion and, and what it does or whatever and why it's good. You don't tend to use them that often, do you, at the moment? Um, but I've historically, one in my that... sacrament list. Uh, I've always have an army that has access to one. Uh, lists I've been writing this week for, obviously, my interested army uh, has included a formation. Uh, normally, at the moment, you either need them for, like you say, you need them for the... I see them more for the reason is to have the item more often than not, or to lower your drops. But normally it's the access to a second item. Definitely if you're like in uh, Flesh of Courts or Daughters of Cain or that, that force you to take a certain item, that if you want to take one of their uh, factions within, sort of, uh, so that obviously you get the access to another item that way, is what I normally use them for, or to actually get access to a good item rather than being forced to take an item that you maybe don't want to. Uh, I haven't really, like you say, yeah, the Nagash army, Nagash struggles to fit a formation with him. That's kind of his problem. And the Nagash formation, the first cohort, you never see that anymore. Like, when the book first came out, a few people it was, ran it. Yeah, it was quite cool, I thought. It's, I mean, it it's good. from bodies, doesn't it? But... It's, well, it, you can have bodies in it. The problem is, is if you then take... You could take Nagash two more ghasts and then the three units of skeletons to give your battle line. Uh, but yeah, and you're just paying a massive tax to have a 160 point formation that you could just, that plus the more ghasts is a unit of 30 grim ghasts. I think it's the problem is well, the archive. That's the rise, the, the the rise of grim ghasts put that to bed, didn't it? So. Uh, no, just more ghasts are just too expensive kind of for what they do now. They're not summonable. You can't heal them really as easy as what you can obviously 
your basic units. You'll see and, it come back if shooting goes on the rise again. Yeah. If shooting uh, comes back, you'll see it just as a points, uh, a wounds sink from the gash, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if grim gas get nerfed, you just take that with loads of skeletons and maybe a necromancer. Yeah. But the way the books are going at the moment, I don't really see grim gas getting touched. Well, they can't anymore, can they? Well, because <laughs> well, I played. I played against John Bayless, uh, one of our local guys with the new Skaven book this week, and I lost 20 Grimgasts from, obviously, the ankle shooting, like, three times, just literally deleting a unit every time. Uh, just, obviously, for rolling four dice per, per model sort of thing within eight inches, and obviously that's <laughs> quite questionable how that works at the moment. Uh, yeah, there but, has yeah. been an FAQ. Maybe we'll touch on the FAQ. I think we've got a question about the FAQ, haven't we? <laughs> Do we? We do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's still still is questions being asked about about that, I suppose. But that's how I assume that works. I, I think it totally works fine. You roll yeah. one dice per cannon, and then you choose yeah. a unit every model and range. You cho- you roll a equal to amount of cannons you have. It's totally yeah. fine. Uh, so yeah, but, literally, he had range of like thirteen of them or eleven, and just deleted because you're every four ups a mortal wound. So. On average, you will delete whatever he touches with four cannons. Because obviously, every technically every cannon should be killing 50% of what you're hitting. Yeah. So if it's like 12 guys, it's six. Another cannon should also be doing six. So you're doing 22 mortal wounds from hitting 12 guys. What, 24 mortal wounds when you hit 12 guys? Yeah, because they go instantaneously. It's not like you, you have all once, what's yeah. left. Because yeah. they all go at once, so... Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty devastating. It's quite scary. Yeah, it's yeah. quite scary to see them just delete off the table. Uh, but he's got to get you within range. So, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's probably an, another discussion. But how does Thanquil get within range? He moves ten inches. He's not slow. He's the ability to retreat out of combat is his a choice. So if it's your turn, you've charged him. If he's within three of you. He just then, if he knows he's getting the next turn anyway, he just runs away 10 plus D6, which you can obviously make a 6 with his lovely ability. Uh, and then, so he just moves 16 inches, and then he then, next turn, it's his turn, moves 10, and have then you, sets himself up. Have you played against so, him, Liam? Sorry, I missed the start of your chat there. Yes, have I you? did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when he shoots, is it the same as um, Dreischer, where on you roll the dice, and it's it's models within range, or is it the unit within range and you roll for every model? Range. Yeah, so so he's got to be pretty close to that horde to delete it, hasn't he? No. But if he can move that fast, he's... Not really. He doesn't have to be that close. Because, so say it's a unit of 30, and he's in range of 10 of them, he's still rolling 40 dice in every 4 ups some mortal wound. Yeah, I suppose so. Like against he's... 9 eels, it's still an average of 18 mortal wounds. Yeah. Which is half the units, four and a half heals. Yeah. That's just nine models. So, yeah, he's really strong. He doesn't kill heroes as easy with it now. That was a, no. a, obviously their idea of it not killing heroes, but yeah, yeah he still takes off killer, units. But he takes off any unit he gets near. Unless you have a, def, a better death save than. If you have a five up death save, you can maybe obviously reduce it. Or if you're Hagnar re rolling your death save, fair enough. But. Yeah, he's quite. He's four hundred points. He's yeah. I, a lot of folk are saying that's quite cheap. Uh, I think he's one of the most like decently pointed models in that book. 
It's a yeah. fantastic looking model as well. It is, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a great it, model. It was one of those models that I argued, remember, when I was talking about last episode that special characters should maybe be forced to be your general. I yeah. feel he's one of them because he yeah. kind of is a big deal of the Gracier sort of thing. I would, if if he was in your army, I'd quite like it if he forced you that he could, you couldn't then take a command trait. He can't take an item as much as people saying like the Adel on the Storm and that are forge points. That's true, but they don't. They fight a lot better than he does in combat. They obviously the strengths of their army book to his army books obviously a big difference. But yeah, I think I, he's. A, I like. Him. It's a great model, and I think since uh, since the end times, I've had my eye on that, and I've wanted to paint it. It's a gorgeous <laughs> model. Yeah, I love yeah, the storm fiend models as well. Yeah, they are good, and yeah, they're so good value. Right? Yeah. The only thing I don't like with them is little brain guys on the back. That annoys me. I just don't like them. I oh, just fix it. But you know what's good is what, what's also good is seeing the the vermin lords coming back as well. I mean, it's, yeah, I love that model. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you can yeah. see, is it, is it GW Tactics to sell more of them? Probably, who cares? They, 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 <laughs> it they obviously were they, they obviously were overpointed. They probably just nudged them two under now, but I mean, they're awesome models. The problem is, they gave him again, they gave him a five up ignore save. Yeah, ignore was, save. Was it, that's, that's a problem. They've given him it, a demon save that no other demons really I get. I don't at. think it's a problem. I just think that they haven't done that to enough of the big characters. Like, the big characters don't get the negative one tip from shooting and. It often is a risk taking a big character when you can't protect them. I think that all of the big characters should have something similar. They maybe are a little bit too cheap, but hopefully it's a sort of little wink to what's to come for big monsters. Like I... I'm, I'm looking at the Leviathan going, okay, Leviathan's <laughs> 380 points. These Vermin Lords are 260. Like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> like, are we going to get a 200 think... point Leviathan? I don't think they're too cheap. I think. The problem is, is the way this, the items work, is allowing the realm items getting onto them is the part where it skews them too much. Because like again, like Ethereal Ambulance on Warp Seer, I know everyone's talking about the suspicious stone to give it another five up, ignore wound save. But still, a model that ha having a four up save, rerollable save, and then having a five up ignore wound save is very strong. Or the rend free blade, the sort of judgment on the corruptor and things like that. It just goes to show you, though, if the realms weren't there, they've still got access to that suspicious stone, which is mathematically yeah. better. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think being able to catch... We've gone on a massive tangent from oh, no, Italians, by the way, but... Um, We're getting there. <laughs> they cast but, two but, spells, five up, loads of wounds. They play the mission well. They can retreat from combat as an activation. Like, they, they just do so much, and they're only 260 points, or 300 for one of them. 40. Some of them are yeah, like they're so cheap. Take four of them. Did yeah, he took four. four. Mosley took four of them. That was a beautiful list. And he had the list. ability to summon another if he rolled a twelve on that screaming bell. That's great. <laughs> and he had and he, and he had them all painted, which is amazing. Yeah. So quickly. Nah, it's a cool, it's a cool army. I'd like to see all the monsters get a bit cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so there you go. Well, you're talking then about skewing them by sticking the extra artifacts on but it's i mean if you've got four of the fellas i mean well not many people are going to have four and if you do you're probably not going to have enough points to get uh battalions but you can you can there should be a battalion with four of them in it that's what <laughs> yes <laughs> but the thing is that's when all you, that was when... missing from the book <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, you, you can do that and you can add those things which just 
it makes something unique and it and it putting the artifact on a character can can totally shift the 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 nature of that character can't it and you can mm-hmm. make it what you need to make it you don't just have to put an ethereal amulet on it amulet and make it immune to rend but uh well, i think that's that's the problem with like the legions and the gash book and that is that the dragons are so expensive but is where they've written at a point where obviously the realm items were important to them and then are we maybe this year going to lose all the realm items and that's why all this like obviously the scaven stuff is so cheap you never know because obviously in two months in two months they go like that new obviously expansion they go oh all the realms all the realm items got destroyed we're on to yeah, this new well, limited know. set that we're then limited at which because again a vampire lord and zombie dragon is when you compare them to like obviously like you say a vermin lord there's a scaling difference on power but i still still think they're fairly pointed i just feel the like they say the vampire lord and zombie dragon might be too expensive but he's only really good when you do give him you were giving him the old doppelganger cloak or you were giving him a ethereal amulet that's when he becomes a lot more of a problem what about poor manfred you can't even give him anything and he's yeah he's the same yeah. price i mean that's same that's an overpriced yeah. that's an overcosted character for compare you compare them to with the, a six the up death ones. save yeah. it's yeah. disgraceful that they're on a six up death save when you've got a 260 oh, point linder's what 280 and she's but she's got an ethereal save yeah because she's a proper Mortark. We do. <laughs> a real yeah, Mortark. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So we do digress. So what about yourself, Nathan? Thoughts on battalions before we talk through one each? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think they're good. Um, okay. I like, I like battalions. I like, uh, I like having the extra artifact, the extra command point, and the reduction in drops. Um, yeah. You don't always need to take advantage of it. You don't always need to outdrop your opponent. I think sometimes it's knowing when you go, well, I don't need to go first or second. It might be better to see what their deployment is and react to it and then just not use it. But no, I, I, I think that um, I think we should see more of them, more of the new ones, like seeing the most recent books where they've got like three to a page. Yeah. They tend to be like just do little things and they tend to be a little bit cheaper. Whereas like currently I'm playing Deepkin I'm taking the Namari Corpse and I'm only taking it to reduce my drops. It's a benefit that I get the extra command point and the extra um, the extra artifact, but it is purely just as a tactical thing to reduce drops. It does literally nothing for the game. And there's attacks and having to take slightly weaker units and reavers instead of thralls and having to take a hero that you normally wouldn't take just to get that reduction in drops. So there's the aspect of it might do something cool for your army, but then there's also the, I need lower drops, so I'm going to pay this tax, which is uh, unfortunate. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, I mean, I think the the newer books, they're really expensive, the battalions, we'll come on to that in a minute, I suppose, but what about yourself, Scott, before we, uh, we do look at a couple of battalions and the costs? Yeah, not not much to add to be honest. It's uh, yeah, I think they're good fun. They're, they're clearly there's 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 some silly ones and some good ones and blah blah blah. But I think I think they're great. I think they do add flavour to the armies. Um, give you benefits. You pay a cost. I think there's you know it just makes list more hopefully more variety. You know. Well, I think I think so because you stick a battalion in and you totally change the the nature of the army you're playing, don't you? Really? Yeah. I mean, I think I mean I'll start because. 
Sylvaneth, which I've been playing for the last couple of months, so they're pretty reliant on on the battalions, and um, there's there's a bucket load of them. Like some of these, you look at some of the uh, the books, and there's a couple, there's a handful. Um, but I mean, I'm just looking now at here. I've got what was well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, boy. So there's sixteen. Now, granted, some of those are the big battalions, but the big battalions in in Sylvaneth are not like the big ones in other books where you're never going to get to take them. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty unique, I suppose, compared to the other ones where it's a very early book. It's probably one of the first ones that. Yeah, it was the first proper one, wasn't it? it was sort of... Yeah. But they expanded uh, it. They have, and and. What's really there's interesting with Sylvaneth so because they, they they've all they, they've all had a, the little day in the sun. Um, you know, it, it started off with uh, not was Nor- it Nor- Nor- Yeah, that was yeah. always the that was the go-to for a long time, and you know, obviously the that the, the additions helped change things and other armies coming out and stuff. But they 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 pretty much all well certainly three of them have uh, of those big ones that sort of and. and we're seeing sort of two of them just now, aren't we? The kind of harvest leaf. Oh, the winter leaf and the harvest spoon are the big ones. Harvest spoon, yeah. And the dreadwood at its. Oh, time. dreadwood, of course. That's four. I mean, they, they, you know, dreadwood was around for. It was. It was everywhere for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got its place, and I think it's interesting that they're so cheap. The battalions in in the Sylvaneth book. So, I mean, uh, like the dreadwood itself, which is the secondary one. So first of all. For people who don't know, who've never played a, a Sylvaneth book, you have a a suite of probably about 10 um, individual battalions, which are things like um, the Outcasts, for example, which is three units of Spike Revenants, and that gives them an extra, uh, an extra ability. Um, and that costs like 90 points. And then you could take a Dreadwood, which has its own requirements and its requirements are that you take the outcasts but you have to have an extra unit of spite revenants at least so it's four to six units of spites and then anything else you put which is a sylvaneth model uh unit falls into that battalion so you're in a one drop um and you're getting two uh two artifacts and for 180 points when you compare that to um other books plus the dreadwood then gives you um the the ambush ability where you roll the dice um i'm not even going to talk about this one but on a one on a one or uh you roll a dice and basically um you can get a number of of uh special rules before the game so you can you can redeploy you can get an extra movement or or whatever um, so all that adds a bit of flavour to the way you play the game which totally changes it for example from what i've been playing which is, you know, it's I'm not inventing anything that hundreds of people have been playing. But the Forest Folk, um, there's a couple of key battalions, the Winter Leaf and the Harvest Boom, which you see a lot at the moment. But I've been playing the, the Harvest Boom one. So a Forest Folk normally, um, which, which comes in at a, a mighty 140 points, actually, is a Branch Wraith and three units of Dryads. And what that allows you to do is at any point during the game in your hero phase, you can remove all of the models from that battalion from the battlefield, and then you can um, reset them up anywhere, either in your territory uh, or within three inches of a wildwood. And um, they have to be over nine inches from the enemy. Um, But you can still string them about, so you can pretty much redeploy that whole thing. 
And then if you take the harvest boon, what that requires is that you take forest folk, but you have an extra branch wraith in there. So you've got two branch wraiths and three units of dryads that you can do that fade from view. And then it also gives you um, plus one to, I think it's run and charge, and it also gives you a plus one to cast um, for your, um, for your, what do you call them, your, um, your branch rates. So, I mean, plus one to cast and plus one to run and charge is, is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, and that's only, uh, what, 100 points? So you're paying 240 of your points. You're getting two extra command points. You're getting two artifacts, so everybody really wants an acorn, so you get an extra free wildwood. And then you've got some options. So I tend to have Durthu with Gaia Strike just because twos and twos is pretty phenomenal, really, for a, a six damage sword. Um and then and then you've got an extra one that you can you can pick and choose. And you're on a one drop. So for Sylvaness, it's pretty much a no-brainer. With the current costings and the current book, I think most people take them we did do an episode with uh with andy curry who did um it was called how to how a newbie can win uh an event with sylvaneth and it's a pretty good one if you're interested in sylvaneth if you just look back through the uh through our episodes where andy didn't take any battalions but he still managed to to do pretty good um but i think for me um the sylvaneth book has got so many options and it it changes up the way the armies play and they're really beneficial and they're probably under-costed and they probably give a few too many benefits people with the newer books would say. Um, but I think Sylvaneth, with the book that it's got at the moment, does rely on it. What about yourself, Scott? What's Give us a, an example of one of yours. What's a, a well, favourite? I'm going to go back. So it's one I'm using uh, in the new flesh eaters, and I used it before because it's nice and easy to talk about, nice and quick. And that's that's good old dead watch. So I used this, um, what would that be, 2017 Six Nations? We went almost to almost exactly two years ago, yeah, that's true. In fact, because it was against you, yeah, wasn't it? Right. that was the first game with it. So, um, yeah, so this is uh, um, flare based, so you've got your three units of crypt flares and your crypt infernal courtier and that's the that's all it, that's all it contains um and it's changed actually so um so the, in the old book in the old the old list um it was good because you could get three well it's not it wasn't great but you could get your three units of flares to be your battle line by making a courtier or another generally you take more than one courtier um but the flare courtier the the general so that's you so take those boxes and you've got formation as well so that was a kind of idea and you, you know I, I ran a three six nine in it before um and it used to be that in the hero phase um all the units in the dead watch could just pile in an attack so you're getting to fight in the hero phase and that's, so that, that was quite uncommon in those days. There wasn't very much of that around. And I sort of thought, well, that's a nice wee trick. Um, and in the old list, I had a, um, a necromancer in there when he could be allied in. Um, well, actually, it was pre-Flesh Eater Allegiance, actually. It was just a death allegiance. So the necromancer was in there with Van Hells to, to make a unit go again. And I had a vampire lord on foot, and he was, he was there for the plus one attack. So that was the trick, plus one attack on probably the unit of nine ideally 
that was that was Van Hell's was potentially fighting three times in one turn, you know, and it was it was okay. It was probably probably better in better hands, but I did okay with it. Um, so I thought, well, it's uh, the, the new Flesh Years is coming out, and obviously listening to the Facehammer review on release, that was it was mentioned there. I was like, oh, so you know, let a wee fire in my mind and get, can get the old uh, get the old show on the road again. Um, but they, they have changed it slightly in that it's now just one unit from the battalion gets to pile in an attack, um, and they've changed the wording slightly, but it's essentially the same thing. It's just now one unit basically. So, um, so it's not. Maybe as powerful. Well, it's not as powerful as it was. It has obviously come down a wee bit now. I think it's. Um, actually, I don't know how much it is. I'll talk about one hundred and ten or something. So reasonable cost for for a formation. Um, just to contrast that with uh, yeah, one hundred and ten is. So just to contrast that with uh, what was running before the Nurgle ones, and they were pretty overcosted, I think. And hopefully, we'll see a bit of love in, in the handbook. Um, Ran ran thricefold recently, but it's not re- from a demon point of view. There's not really any other, any other ones you can run, um, but, but due, due to the cost of them, basically, and and the some of them contain beasts and whatnot, which are pretty rubbish. So anyway, I, I digress. But back on Dead Watch, um, it's nice and simple, and so that's making me uh, use it in this army. Uh, again, I'm running it as battle line, but of course, with the new Flesh Eaters book, it's you. You're a little bit more flexible. You don't have to have the general as to be the the, the infernal uh, courtier. You, you can run blister skin. So it, there's just a bit, few more flavors, a lot more flavors in the flesh eaters book. Um, some some of those flares are a bit are, are a bit sour and causing some some internet rage. <laughs> but um, this this one's not too bad. So <laughs> so I was delighted that it could I could just get the army down from the loft and just I'm just supplementing it with some of the new filth. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm taking it like Liam was saying earlier with the Flesh Eaters book. It's it's nice to have a second item that you don't one that you can choose because if you do run the Grand Court, the four Grand Courts, your your first item. It's like it's like the um, the daughters. You, you get forced into a an item first of all. So uh, the blister skin one's actually not too bad. I know we're talking. In, I'm, I'm digressing talking about lists, but it's all shut up. But the yeah, that's the dead watch. That's the theory behind it. It's 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 nice and easy. I've used it before, so I've you know I'm, I'm not going into it totally blind, which is good sometimes for for me. I don't play that many games, so it's nice to get get get, get the old pair of slippers on and <laughs> get cracking. <laughs> oh, good stuff. And I mean, it's fair to say, and you'll mention this when when we go through lists later, um, that, that the flayers have had a big boost to themselves, haven't they? Yeah, so they they are, they are better. Um, a lot the, better. The shooting's got a lot better. Um, it was it was almost pointless before. Um, so I've not I've not played it yet. I'll be honest. We're playing Nathan first game on Wednesday, so it'll be interesting to see yeah. what can what can crop up there and hopefully get some good games at the tournament. But um, yeah, they've they've they, uh, I think they actually went up slightly in cost as well. The flares, but they've, but in the meantime they've come. So since I played them, I think they've come down and gone back up again. But. Um, Better things just a little better, you know. Obviously, the new book synergizes things much better. Yeah, and it's um, natural sixes now for the mortals as well, isn't it? Rather than yes. six plus, which really yeah, helps. Yeah, so that's them. so that's it's great. In as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's uh, the it's like one a blood, hit, just, blood letter. Yeah, the mayor's one to hit used to just turn it off completely. Yeah. Um, which I played against you, obviously. That you're lovely Neferata. Yeah, Neferata just sat in the middle of the board. Yeah, <laughs> neuter in your army. 
<laughs> so oh. no, I'm really excited to get back on the road. It's um, it's it's an army range that I I started doing because of the of the models. That's what triggered me first of all. Then then Six Nations came along. I was like, well, I can do this. I can fill the death slot. Back in the days when there was a slot for every every allegiance, um, I had this army. So it was, uh, and, it, and then it was shelved shortly thereafter because it was it was feeling the power creep. There wasn't much for it. So. Um, it's it's great to get it back out and, and still still feel the attraction to play it, you know. Yeah, oh, it's good and the fine models. Yeah, yeah. Go on then, Nathan. Hit us, hit us with your uh, your pick. Not um, Nathan, Liam. Liam, okay. I have to keep the order going, don't I? Sorry. <laughs> Is he there? He's gone to the toilet. Must be you, Nathan. <laughs> That's what you were trying to do there. <laughs> I realized I had myself on mute there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, my favorite formation is one that you can't see anymore. It used to be in the South Coast GT days. And that was Brotherhood of Great Bolts. If anyone remembers that one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were one of the few people that actually played it. Yeah, the good old days. <laughs> So Nathan, this has been before your time of playing, so I'll explain what the Brotherhood of Great Bolts is. Yeah. <laughs> it has a Celestial Prime, two or more Lord Relictors, and two or more Night Vexlers. Back then there was no items, so it was just literally because it was Ben, that's why you played it. <laughs> so in your hero phase, you can unleash D3 of the Great Bolts for each Lord Relictor or Night Vexler from the Brotherhood uh, on the battlefield. Uh, roll separately for each. So they roll a D3 each. They then rolled a dice and picked a unit. So they'd pick a unit and then at no range, no line of sight needed, and you'd roll a dice. On a one, you would take D3 mortal wounds. Two to four, they would take D3. And a five or six, they take D6. And, so you uh, can do that five times? Uh, no, you do that D3 for each oh, okay. Night Vexler or Relictor. But D3 for had, each? For each. And then they... they <laughs> And this is the good old day when Vexlers used to have the free inch deploy away from people. And this is obviously before you needed battle line. There was no battle you line. You've seen the good old days, it sounds like. It good old days. But this was in one of the big hardback books, wasn't it? One of the this realm, was in the, the realm God Gate. Beasts book. God Beasts. Ah, right, okay, yeah, the campaign book uh, things, yeah. And when the Slicer Prime is on the battlefield, a one counts as a two or four, obviously. <laughs> and his Galmaraz has D3 plus three damage instead of three. Jesus. Or Sigmar, sorry. Wow. For Sigmar, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't make it into the handbook. It's incredible, really. It's incredible how it didn't. Should it just be the thousand of, points? Hey, I remember use allowed uh, Ian Hunter to use his uh, beast, uh, Bulgore formation, and that was totally allowed, but I wasn't allowed to use my brotherhood anymore. <laughs> Unfair. Well, I was doing it the narrative. <laughs> but yes the problem is as well is this was in a book that was uh, like it was pushing it as narrative and i think that's what a lot of people believe battalions are is more narrative designed but sometimes they're just things like this and they're they were bent well there must have been a backstory to it so there would have been a oh, story i can read you the little yeah. paragraph it's fine you don't need to have Ray story time for is that narratively important <laughs> They can be called in uh, by if Sigmar Storm callers combine their powers, but only the Celestial Prime can truly can harness 
they're explosive energies. There you go. Okay. You feel, do you feel that like goosebumps of narrative? <laughs> <laughs> so no, on goosebumps. Style, I don't know if it's narrative. Uh, one of my favorite formations is Death March uh, in the Legions of the uh, Grand Horse Nagash book. Uh, the Grand Horse Nagash book allows you to play it. It gains the keyword of whichever of the four uh, legions you choose it to be in. So it can be it can be in Legion of Night. Uh, Legion of Sacrament, Legion of Blood, or the Grand Host Nagash, without breaking up the wording, because obviously that happened obviously in this General's Handbook where they took away formations from us all. That if it had a keyword, it would count as being an ally to you. If it had a keyword on the bottom, which obviously killed off the ever chosen formations, because they then came allies to Nurgle, Zinch, Corn, and Slanesh, uh, for example. And the Death March is a quite cool formation. It got all updated in the FAQ. And I've actually been playing this formation. I played it a few times last year. And I was playing it actually weaker to myself. Is that it? I wasn't using the auto get a guy back from the formation. I was mm -hmm. just using the Holy Within 10 of the White King to take the free four inch move that started the hero phase. That's all I used. I didn't even, I didn't even know. <laughs> for ages that it did just automatically bring back a guy yeah. uh, units that were in range of him. I didn't even know it did that until I looked at it uh, just before. It's fine. We can't uh, all be good players, Liam. Can't all be good, you know. It's, you it's didn't just even need it. Yeah, I didn't even need it back then. <laughs> but uh, that would have helped against you, uh, Nathan, at Masters, so if I just automatically got a Black Knight back. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's you a swindled. I swindled, but my own poor uh, reading of the rules. But yes, that's one of my favorite formations. Again, but that went up in price quite a lot, didn't it? It did, but for what it does for the army, it is quite important because it's one of the easiest ways for legions boot armies to get themselves to like four or five drops. Normally, I can yeah. get it to four or five because you take the formation which fills your battle line and gives you your units that you're going to be building your army around. It gives you a hero which. I think that's a lot an issue for a lot of formations. They just don't give you the hero plus the units you want in the army. Like, just trying to think of any of like example would be the uh, uh, Celest Phalanx from Stormcast. It gives you two units of sequitors, two units of uh, evocators, but it doesn't give you a hero. Which obviously that's where Stormcast always make up their drops. Is like four or five heroes that they need in their army. Uh, yeah. they've always had that problem that all their formations either have they're good units but not any heroes or all the units that fill up your army and then one or two heroes like Warrior Brotherhood or Skyborn Slayers they've all, they limit them a lot more but yeah it allows you to get like a 4-5 drop army it gives you three units of skeletons one unit of Graveguard a unit of Black Knights and a White King uh, Axe uh, Sword or Horse or on foot, your choice but yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's 160 points now. Again, you can use it for the access to the second item. I actually always struggle to choose something for death because you either were taking it like the list I took it in was to obviously just get the low drops and get the command point to stack the command abilities that you need in the army. Uh, well, not stack them, but use more than one per turn because death kind of struggle with because they have a lot of. People that use command abilities, but they only last for like a turn. But they sometimes need them for consecutive, and you need them for bringing units back. I always feel. 
Mm. Yeah, no, that's good. So onto onto yourself then, Nathan. Um, well, it's been a long time since I've played with a battalion. I think the last time was what Acom in November, or was that October? Yeah, I took the court in Ulamia. But I've started playing with uh, the Deepkin formation and their Marty Corps. And I don't like the battalion. <laughs> I think that it's uh, you pay 100 points, and what it does is it allows the sole render in the battalion to return three instead of D3 models to a unit. That's all it does. Uh, it needs to be at least two units of Reavers, two units of Thralls, and a soul render. So there's a fair amount of attacks in it, but what it does is it allows Deepkin to get from the sort of 10 to 11 drop range down to 5 without having to spend a lot of points on things like uh, Turtle or um, like the other formations that you take a, a King, a Soul Square and a Soul Render and then you pay 140 points to give 3 units plus 3 to their move for a command point. But then you need to have your King as the general to do that so you can't flip the tides and have high tide turn 2. So the only reason that I'm taking it is to try and keep up with the meta. Before, Deepkin never used to mind if they were going second, but the more and more that I play, I'm starting to see that you really do need to have control in some matchups. And with some missions that are one literally on going first, still being about like better part of Valor, you just have to have that option of going first sometimes. So. It's, uh, this this is an example of taking a formation as a tax that allows you to play the game the way that you want to play it. Um, I don't necessarily like having to take it, but it's, uh, it's a, a lesser of two evils. I'd rather win better part of Valor than lose it. Uh, I've I've only still still only played it once, better part of Valor. Um, so yeah, it doesn't come up that often. Um, obviously, it's a uh, it's playing it's the pools. It's random. a one in four, so yeah, you've got twenty five percent chance of playing it. Yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna have to think about that a bit more. I'm I'm pretty lucky. I think with, it with happens a lot minutes. more down south than it does up here. That yeah. better part of Valor is in a lot of the packs down south. Yeah, uh, just because obviously it's a new mission. You don't generally Everyone's... need to worry with your army, those three. You go no, first. No, I'm all right. I, as long I, as you've I... got a game plan, you'll be fine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm Spend four minutes on moving your units and then shake their hand and say off one. <laughs> seems to be what Silverdeath do in that mission. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Depends what you're against. I'd love to play the Gristlegore with that, <laughs> that mission. I think, yeah, I it's think, just a win. I think I'd be on for a win with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so there you go. I mean, the battalions, it was just really just looking at an element of the game um, and talking a bit about the cost-benefit analysis. Um, I think adding the extra artifacts is, is, is a good a good boon and a good bonus, but as you say, a lot of it comes down to minimising drops and giving yourself a bit a bit more of a chance of, of taking the initiative and, and uh, controlling the game. Um, but no, it's uh, it's good to see them, and I, I think they're a, a really good part of the game. I think um, I think it adds a lot of diversity. So you can you can play some even with Sylvaneth. There's so few War Scrolls in there, yet there is a lot of variety. If you want to play the game in a certain way, 
um, you can pick a different, a lesser used formation and a, and a one of the other woods. And I mean, there's one in, there are different ones in there where you can take allies that for, take part of the formation. So one that people use a lot is Winterleaf, so they can drop normally a Phoenix in, but any order unit. There's another one where you can take any order wizard. Um, and there's even one where you can take two Dwarden units. So you can you can really you can really uh, get some character into your into your force. Okay, so I think I think we've uh, we've got a few questions, haven't we? So as as anybody got the technology uh, to access our questions and and act as the lead, I think it's it's likely to be you, Nathan. Right, okay, I'll be the youngster tonight. Yes, yeah, so you're the one with fastest finger first and all that. That's it. Uh, right, okay, so it was you put out the tweet, wasn't it? In fact, I retweeted it. I'll find it there. You did, yeah. Keeping that promotion going. That's it, that's it. Right, okay. So, first one on the list is John Harper. Zinch, are there any legs left in it? Have I uh, have I jumped on not just a now non-existent bandwagon, but am I flogging horses so dead that flesh eater courts are looking at me a little funny and saying, "Geez, that guy's a bit delusional." <laughs> <laughs> so, so Zinch were the big powerhouse, weren't they? A couple of years ago, yep. um, Zinch were were really, I mean, the fake dice, a destiny dice, they called, aren't they? They had the Destiny dice. They had a few janky formations. I remember the uh, change host being particularly challenging would, to play who against. Who would play that? Yeah. Only good um, guys. Oh, I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I actually I think, never played against a, pro- a proper change host. Oh, I did. It was painful. We're never high enough on the table, Scott. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, I played it a couple of times, but I think. Well, I mean, they were good. They were hard to beat, and I think with things like Skyfires, they were the mud army be- long before da- Daughters and and before uh, Flesh Eater Courts, while they were still quite narrative and, and struggling along. Um, but you never saw Skyfires in a pure zinch very often, did you? It was more of a mixed chaos, disgusting soup. Initially, yeah, but when their points went up, it never really, like it wasn't effective enough outside of the Destiny dice. Yeah. It's important to note that their point started at 160, went to 200, then went to 220, and then back to 200 with the Piece of Chaos book. And they'll probably go down again in the new handbook, I think. Yeah. I think they'll go down further. Um, but just to start the argument off, I think that Zinch are really good. Um... I think that they are a very high risk, high reward army. And if you've got really good decision making and you're willing to take a few risks, you'll do really well with them. So John's screwed. But <laughs> I think I think oh, they are God. really good. I think they are really good. Um I think we've just not seen enough people like I sold my Zinch before they even got nerfed. Uh, so I never really had the army to try and figure out the problem, but I think a lot of people did just once Change Host got nerfed or once Skyfires went 
far too expensive just went through the doll out the pram and that was it like you just don't see them anymore because there's more obvious things but the book is really really consistent like it, it still has a lot of stuff in it endless spells are only now just starting to see a lot more play um and who's better at casting magic than zinch they're arguably one of the best ways to shut down the gash um with the lord to change in the 48 inch range dispel or something stupid i think it's 48 um yeah so no, I, th- I think they're good i think that we might start seeing a few more of them cropping up over the next few months as well there's a lot of murmurings about is it enlightened that are currently a bit of a flavor of the month they're bent mm. they are absolutely bent they're so good but they are the kind of hammer just the ability to control the magic phase is where the strength is in the zinch book and beast of chaos you just take as many enlightened as you can plus your battle line and um that that's it but uh no i, I think um they've still got access to that spell where you're like rolling the amount of dice per models and range and on a four up to take mortal wins so like they've got a reliable way to deal with hordes uh, and I think their points might come down a bit as well in the new handbook. But no, I, I think they're good. I think uh, I think you just need to, I think you just need to keep playing away at them. If John sticks with them, I'm sure he'll be able to figure something out. Yeah, Having um, seen his list that we can't really talk about just now, um, I think that he's doing all right. I think that he's along the right lines. So they can ally with um gargants ever chosen monsters of chaos slaves to darkness excluding units with mark of nurdle nurgle and with thunderscorn it says in the general's handbook um so yeah they've got quite a bit of flexibility there haven't they a little bit i don't think that you would really look to take their allies the, um, the, the thing people used to really cry foul of was with the people who took Archeon and then used the Destiny dice yes. to to do Slater of Kings, wasn't it? Yep. And he'd basically auto-kill uh, whatever they wanted him to. Well, if they rolled high enough with the Destiny dice, but yeah. If yeah. they had access to the... Uh, if they had access to a couple of sixes, all they would need to do is uh, hit with the, the weapon twice and then yeah. use those sixes to get the, the instant kills. Yeah, and I think if um if you do it in the right way, you can get uh, a few a few ways to recycle Destiny dice, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, there's a spell so, in the Demon Lore where you, oh no, in fact it was in the Mortal Lore that you can use to cast and regain uh, Destiny dice once it's spent. And yeah. there was a couple of formations that you wouldn't be able to take with uh, Archeon, and then there was an artifact as well. Whenever you spent one, you'd roll a dice, and on a one or a six, you would replace the one that you spent. So, yeah, I, I loved the Zinch book. Um, I actually regret playing Change Host as long as I did. I think the rest of the book was really good. Um, that might be something that we'll see more. I think we'll see more. It got fixed a bit though when you were playing it, wasn't it? It's not like when you could. You could switch things and then switch things again and switch this, that, and the other. It was yeah. pretty filthy at first. Initially, I think I had one or two practice games when I first got the army where you could still swap the Lord of oh. Change onto the Bailwind and yeah. you could swap cast spells, then swap again. 
Um, yeah. But when I was taking it to tournaments, it was fixed in the way that you couldn't swap onto the Bailwind and you could only swap at the start of the hero phase. Yeah. It was still incredibly strong, really strong. I remember uh, at the, it must have been that first Six Nations down in Derby where I was up against Pete from uh, from Northern Ireland, who was their captain, and he had the changeling right in front of my deployment mm-hmm. area. Um, popped the Bailwind, uh, did some stuff switched it out for one lord of change who did a load of stuff and hurt me then switched in another lord of change yeah. who did a load of stuff and hurt me Absolutely and oh drop. it was yeah. absolutely horrendous um, they had that interesting spell as well where you could change every successful hit to a miss and every miss to a successful hit so when you were rolling it into something with a two up or whatever it was missing a lot more. like it was it was a really cool some spell. of it some of it blows your mind, isn't it? I've not even got on top of it, but it was, was it, is it a paradoxical shield or something that that's flipped? been changed a little. Has bit. it been changed? But it, it was just yeah, like how to how, do, how do you how do you work through that? Successful saves, <laughs> and then you add two to the final result of all of your dice. <laughs> but it used to be a lot jankier. I can't remember exactly how it was, but after the FAQ, so if you take ten wounds, you'd roll ten saves. Look at your save. So if you're son of wizard, it's like a five plus or whatever. So you would ro- re-roll every five plus, and then you would add two to the result of every dice, and then work out how many wounds you've saved or not. So there's something quite cool you could do with a magister that when it's in combat, because it's on its disc, it had a three plus save, and then you would give it the paradoxical shield, and then whenever it would uh, make its save rolls or whatever, you would then. Um, add two to it so it would just never take damage it's quite cool the save with the god the summoner because it has a six up save yeah you put on a bail wind and then you gave it the paradoxal shield and it gave it like a free up save but only re-rolled sixes but then you also put the other spell onto it the allowed you to re-roll ones twos and threes oh yeah 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 and then it would obviously just re-roll the one the ones that missed and then re-roll sixes and average it's a, high, you come it's a high level book. There's a lot of moving parts in it. You need to know the order of things. You need to know everybody else's army really well. But Lord of Changes being able to steal spells on a a double. So if they unbind it on a double or something, no, in fact it's not a double. If they unbind it on a nine or more, they learn the spell of the the caster. So some of them, it's pointless learning. Um because it only affects models in that army, but Hand of Dust, if you learn Hand of Dust, then you've got a lot of change like Hand of Dust. Um, I'd imagine there's some cool ones like the Warp Gale as well with Skaven now. If you learned Warp Gale, that could be really powerful. Um, yeah, no, there's, there's loads of things out there that uh, Zinch can do. People just aren't really thinking about it. They got this bit of stigma, didn't they? But yeah, well, Lord of Changes is one of the best models. In oh, it's a gorgeous just, model. Absolutely. I really like Kairos. Kairos. Yeah. Kairos is the man. I had them both. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I love them. I've got two sitting on my shelf built. We know that. You've got probably more if you were to look deeper. Probably got <laughs> three or four. <laughs> and before John asks, um, John, you can um, roll that double and then learn how to cast an endless spell and, and cast no. it. <laughs> so so there you go john <laughs> okay right so next anybody... question yeah. yeah uh nile <laughs> controversial 
why can't GW write an FAQ that doesn't end up in more confusion? And then a follow-up <laughs> question was, does AOS need beta rules via White Dwarf like 4K? So the White Dwarf rules I don't think are beta rules. I'm pretty sure that they are just like mini codexes for factions like Assassins and a couple of the Space Marine factions. Yeah. But yeah. they do have beta rules in their FAQ. And yes, I do think that that would be a good idea for Age of Sigmar. Um, what do you guys think? With regards to the FAQ, there has been a bit of controversy this this week. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll just start. The, 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 and I'm not looking at flesh eaters because I'm not really that forensic on this given one. But I I genuinely now people can shoot me down. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't see the difference in the okay. Feeding frenzy got a, an FAQ, so feeding frenzy's the new. Flesh Eater Court. One of the well, it's it's the new attribute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, army attribute. Um, I was gonna... expecting a change on that one. Well, <laughs> there probably has been a change, but I can't work out what it is. Well, I I expected it to just apply to right. serfs and knights, basically, because the way the the fluff bit at the beginning where it says that the. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the lords and the heroes issue the command and people fall upon them or whatever. And I just thought, oh, that's going to mean um, it's not counting a hero model. And I thought they'd FAQ it so that it excluded them, but they haven't done that, have they? Right, I'm going to read... need to sell all the boxes first, you. And oh. then they'll FAQ it. Right. Uh, okay, so it's command ability, feeding frenzy. This is from the book. Uh, which only released what a week ago. You've you not modified this, can... it yet with your biro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Let me start. You can use this command ability after Flesh Eater Court's unit has fought in the combat phase for the first time and is wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Flesh Eater Court's hero, comma, or wholly within 18 inches of a friendly Flesh Eater Court's hero that is a general. So that's the first sentence. That's the important bit. The second bit that hasn't changed. Um, if you do so, oh, I've just lost it. Let me get a book back. Uh, back to the page. If you do so, that unit can immediately make a pile and move and then attack with all the, uh, the melee weapons it is armed with for a second time. You cannot pick the same unit to benefit from this ability more than once per face. So it's obviously very good, and, and that's good. Now, the fact, if I can get the PDF back in front of me, the fact, fact. Fact, 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 back. <laughs> Change the first sentence of the rule. Two, you can use this command ability in the combat phase after a friendly Flesh Eater Courts unit has fought for the first time in that phase and is wholly within 12 inches of a friendly Flesh Eater Courts hero or wholly within 18 inches of a friendly Flesh Eater Courts hero who is a general. So they've changed the first sentence and they've kind of shuffled the order of the same words. And that's where my confusion lies. So I, I, to me, it's still in the combat phase. It's still after a friendly flesh eater coach unit is fought for the first time, and you've still got the same ranges. So, what's changed? May I have the floor, speaker? No, you, <laughs> you, you may. No, no. The, 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 the final point I'll make: it's obviously been generated via the Gristle Gore madness. Um. So there we go. Can, can, can I give you what I think their intention is? And then I'll give you what I think they have not clarified. 
Go for it. Because, right, so what I think their intention is, is previously it says you can use this command ability after a friendly fleshier courts unit has fought in the combat phase for the first time. So what they are meaning by that, or what one of the, the loopholes is, is say in turn one, you fight in the combat phase, what's stopping you from using the command ability in turn two to pile in three inches and fight, even if you've not got something within three inches of you, because you fought previously in the combat phase? Does that make okay. sense? So you just think it's clarifying turn being that turn? That's what I think their intention is. Right? <laughs> I, I think that their intention See, never, is... Why, why do I not even think of these things in the first place? This is why... <laughs> Right, so the loophole previously was if they fought in the combat phase in turn one, then technically they have fought before. So if it says you can use this command ability after a friendly flesh eater courts unit has fought in the combat phase for the first time. So as soon as they've fought for the first time, the criteria is met. Yeah. (laughs) See, people who think of these things need to stop playing AOS. Now what it it says is you can use this command ability in the combat phase after a friendly flesh eater courts unit has fought for the first time. In that phase. This is just like the old talisman of the watcher that you guys saw the film with. And we were just like, what? Now the the problem... The the clouds have parted. Thank, Thank you, Nathan. Now the problem is that they have gone to great effort to clarify that the start of the combat phase is a sub-phase. And this is only a problem for Grisselgore, but Grisselgore fights at the start of the combat phase, which, according to them, is a sub-phase. Have they ever used the word sub-phase, though? No, well, they they haven't used it other than Ben Johnson clarifying the rule at a tournament to... Uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying because he's posted it in public chats and on the FAQ, uh, the TGA forums. But uh, uh, J- James Tinsdale has had a conversation with Ben Johnson before the game, and the the term sub phase has been used a lot by him. It isn't in the uh, the FAQ the words sub phase, but they do talk about things that happen at the start of the combat phase being completely different to things that happen yeah. in the combat yep. phase. Yeah, and yep. I think we've heard that before. We've yeah, heard, we've heard at the start of the phase is that. It all happens. Then you go into the phase proper. Then exactly. you go into the end of the phase. So, yeah. And we've had that discussion. Part. The yeah. contentious part is if Savage Strike lets you fight at the start of the combat phase, are you even able to use this command ability? Because you haven't fought for the first time in the combat phase. You've fought in the start of the combat phase. Now, I know that it's stupid, and we know <laughs> that they probably intend on the combat phase is the combat phase, even in the start of the combat phase, but because they've made this FAQ and they've clarified what the start of the combat phase is, it then muddies the water somewhat. You've got things that happen in the combat phase that mean that you cannot, that you fight first, like High Tide lets you fight before everything else in the combat phase. So then why would Feeding Frenzy allow you to do that again for something that happens at the start of the combat phase. I'm not saying that's not what they want it to do. I just think their FAQ answer is poor and it's and I, going to cause contention at the table. And I think the 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 WhatsApp group and probably other groups as well, but the WhatsApp group is what we're all, well, most three of us are part of. And, <clears throat> <laughs> all the cool people. And yes, yeah, Stu. Um, but it was kind of getting to the, 
equilibrium of it being well, okay, and we kind of work through it. Uh, you know, high tide, and then it came to a player turn, basically, didn't it? So, and, and that kind of makes sense when yeah. things are when things are worded the same or almost exactly the same. Then player turn overrides that, uh, and that and that seemed that that seemed okay. It, you know, Crystal Gore still quite bent, of course it is, um, but that was at least a, a trade off. And then and then you're you know there's rumours or you know chatter chatter that in fact. That's not the case, yeah. but surely the, the the fact and the errata, uh, well, the fact it would be, wouldn't it, um, where a question is asked and it's answered, surely that, you know, I, I was actually really disappointed on Friday afternoon, sitting at my work computer, not, not doing any work, but reading facts and erratas, that there were so many questions that were yeah. clearly being sent in, and it was just such a, a light document, you know, and... <laughs> even the way they write things it's just like I, the questions I sent in weren't answered yeah or they weren't answered but they didn't answer the part that I was asking like with regards to abhorrent ghoul kings on royal terrorgeist or royal zombie dragon being able to use the ability on the throne to use a command ability that they don't have I think that's cleared up well that they can't now though isn't it yeah, because they've made it, it they've made yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah they've yeah. made it now that they've changed the wording so that it's not it's in not bold capitals. right okay so, I didn't yeah, notice so it wasn't basically. bold but yeah right yeah. okay yeah. but I just think that if they're going to go to the effort of answering the questions I don't see, like, I would like the designer commentary to be a paragraph or two about why they're answering the thing in the errata. I would just like them to describe it and provide context. And I I know that they're probably not wanting to do that because they just want to write a rule properly. And that's fine once they can write it properly. Well, totally. Switching to the Skaven one, there there was the the Thanquall... Oh God, um, that one still boggles my mind. And you have to read it. I, I read it like three or four times. Like, yeah. what, what what is it saying? What what's been asked here? And I can see what they're writing. But even the way they wrote it, it's like you're trying too hard to write something really concise when you don't need to. Just 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 fatten it up a bit. <laughs> write a question, answer the question. Yeah. And then, and then reread it and re- read it to yourself. Get somebody else to read it and then print it, please, and and let everybody else see it. Because goodness me, it's it's like. I think this has been the most blow up after an FAQ. Yeah. Like there has been, there there has been in the past, right? There is a bit of a meme going about where FAQ drama, right? But personally, I think that it's because a lot of people hate flesh eater courts and what they do. And then there's a very, like there's a very loving community that love flesh eater courts and they're just happy for them to be really good right now which i get that's fine but i just think that if it didn't if it wasn't something that didn't break the game i don't think people would care as much as they do right now yeah. and why they're arguing it yeah fighting first at the start of the turn is fine we've got that in the game fighting twice again it's in the game it's not a big deal yeah doing both and then having access to something like Doppelganger to do it again <laughs> is just not on. It's just it's just wrong. It's just weird. It's going to create horrible situations at the table. They don't um, even need Doppelganger to do it. They don't need Doppelganger to do it. Doppelganger is for the mirror match. That's yeah. what that's for. But it, it's just uh, it's just nuts. Yeah, because it happens at the start of the combat phase. So then if it's their turn, 
they can they then, then choose, choose their first activation. Again. If it's not yep. their turn, then Doppelganger saves the other dragon. Like, ah, or if I, it doesn't, it dies, and then they do it anyway. I think because of, of Gristle Gore, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they've got the <laughs> spell where they, they just... can fight at full strength, and then when they fought for the first time that turn, they can feeding frenzy and fight again. Like, I, I just think that if shooting wasn't as bad as it is right now, or but sh- shooting's not bad if there wasn't as much risk to taking shooting right now. It's I don't not think just shooting though. It's magic as well. Yeah, magic but we've got stuff like Nagash as well. If you take a magic heavy army and you face something like Nagash or something that can shut your magic phase down, I mean, Zeech, it's a risk. We've just Zeech, touched on yeah, Zinch. Think Zeech about Skyfires yeah. and Lords of Change. They'd rip feck apart. Zinch is one of the ones that I think we might see more of because they've got access to things like Kairos, so they can change the charge roll of the, the dragon as a defensive mechanism. They've got access to summoning as well, so they can compete when it comes to the mission. And they can blast a lot more wounds at stuff, as we all know. They've so also got, be... yeah, their damage spells are actually better than yeah, most other armies. D6s, is, yeah. It's D6s and, yeah. or higher or more if you go to the certain ones, like they've gotten the Summoner spell and that. Technically, it is more on a unit. Uh, even Kairos and, and the Infernal Gateway from the Lord of Change is, what, eight? More yeah. it can do up to, if you want. I think the problem is that if it was a computer game, people would knuckle down and they would figure something out within inside of a week or two and then the meta would normalise. It would be different, it would be engaging, but it would change quick. With a tabletop war game, people that want to fight the meta instead of jumping on the bandwagon need time to figure it out and then buy an army, build it, paint it, and then take it to a tournament and get an opportunity to play those people to show that this is a counter and then more people will follow. Like It just moves so slow. It it just all you're going to see is more people buying the hundred and sixty pound army that does well. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, at the moment, the fear's there, and well, the, the opportunity is there for some people. But the thing is, it. I mean, not a massive amount of people, I don't think, are going to spend that hundred and sixty quid and then build and paint the army, get it out, like normal normal scale people, and and then you've Why? got. Well, I just don't think that they will because the thing there are things already out there that can hurt it, and people are going to take things. I... Someone I've seen bought an army two weeks ago and is painting it for Fall the Old World, not even having a practice game with that army. They are no, doing that... it for Six Nations as well. Though, yeah, but... but I mean, someone else, there's someone that's doing a Stormcast army that they've had no practice with. They don't know how the army will do, and oh, they're yeah. literally lobbing money into that without any forward notice, other than other people yeah. have said, "Yeah, it's okay." But Stormcast's different because there's so there's so much variety there. You can you can augment it. We were talking earlier about how it's such a combined arms force. That's if you buy you a bit of everything. If you just buy a list, if you just buy a list, which this person's done, there is no leeway. You're gonna have to then go either because these list is quite it's structured. It only fits in one way. You would have to spend a good other forty to a hundred pounds to add something that changes the way that list will play. The only reason I think that we'll see it a little bit more with Flesh Eater Courts than we have in the past is, yeah, it is easy and it is cheap, but I think there is a lot of people that have this army already. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not in our scene, like, but our scene is growing, but maybe I think we'll see it more down south. I think it's going to be a problem for a few months. I've got the bulk of it. Yeah. The thing is... 
But there's enough in our scene that can counter it in a way. I mean, you look at all the ballistas that have, have been growing up. You look you look at there's a few people out there with uh Skaven and Scryalists. You look at Scryer does couple, nothing to it. Well, it does if you've got if you've got uh your warp fire projectors and things, does it not? Or are, oh no, they're all you only get one pair free. Sorry, yeah, they're all warp, warp lightning cannons can can touch it up. But then the, prob- the problem is that, it, that there's a massive learning curve to playing against them because of the fighting twice. But yeah. the good players, people yeah. like Slanesh, and like I mean, we've got people like Lee, who've got the kipper that can pile in six inches. I mean, yeah, these are the tricks that can get around it. I mean, he, he might not go first against it. This is the arguments. The arguments yeah. that for flashy courts is there's such a low drop. Your opponent might not even see a turn before losing the game. Because the army is so fast and brutally quick. I suppose you have I think to just screen it, well, don't you? Exactly. You need you need to be a good player to compete, which is the problem. Like it's a it's a cheap and easy army to get into. So you might even see intro players come out. There's currently a box that is out of stock, but I've been told might be coming back in stock. That you get that and Scryer. So it's almost like the introductory army at the moment for people getting into Age of Sigmar. To get some flesh eater courts, it it's just going to cause such skewed games until you figure out how to screen properly. the The counters are fairly high level, like piling in six inches outside of combat, and even then, it's arguable whether or not the savage strike gets to go first because they fight at the start of the combat phase, or even if they get to fight at all. I, I think I it's a think problem. They do. I don't think I don't they get think to they fight. do either. But again, it's one of those things that. Unless you are playing at fairly high level or you've got massive interest in the game, you might not understand that. It's gonna. I just think it creates more negative play experiences and it causes positive ones. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I don't know. The same happens with any any person who's not hundred percent with the game, though. I mean, I feel that way when. I mean, I I was saying earlier about Sylvanef. I played against a lad whose first tournament it was at uh, AOS tournament. It was at Hammer, and I felt awful. You know, it's just the, that's Sylvanef. That's going to do that. He, he couldn't compete. He he couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't win. He he couldn't get close. And it was once it deployed, there there was no way that he was going to ever win that game. Okay. And, and also, also devil's advocate is it is it? You you'll see it's worse, but is it significantly worse than playing against your Nagash list, Liam, or your uh, eels? Nathan, I thirty grim gas and Nagash is is most people aren't going to go anywhere, get anywhere near beating it. You know, I've, same, I've, with, same with eighteen eels. I mean, uh, well, let, right. So the 18, 18 eels, I have had two not close games out of the last thirty, and I've lost a fair few games as well recently. It's really stressful playing eels because they're so fragile, and I don't yeah. get the option to go first all the time. Um, it's a fight first in phase so things that go first at the start of the phase like grot fanatics and stuff like there, there's a lot of situations I'm put in where I feel really uncomfortable playing eels I would compare Grisselgore to Vanguard Wing is it Vanguard yeah. Wing? Yep. yeah the one just I think that it's a game breaking mechanic in the sense that Vanguard Wing could redeploy a unit of 30 liberators into combat it, yeah. feel, it feels like that I, I I might be being overly negative but that's what I've not played against yet but that's what it feels like 
I'm looking at my army and there's like not, nothing I can do that uh, that can compete or take it. Like, I think the only thing that I could do to get rid of the general is in my turn, charge it with 18 eels and throw 18 dice at it, trying to immortal wind it off. If that doesn't work, then I lose both those units and nine eels because it fights twice into me. Yeah. So, like, it's things like that. I'm at, like, you had that interview with Grant. Yeah. What does he do with Iron Jaws? No. Does he just go to the bar? Like it, I, I just think that it is that level of BS. Um, I don't think it's positive for the game. I like that they were going down the right direction of monsters are great. I like that. I want to see Beast Claw get good again as well. I just think that they went a little bit too far. Um, I hope that it doesn't catch on as much or... I hope that realms are fixed in a way that people feel that they can take more shooting or we see more magic and a counter arises and people go to good lists like Blisterkin, Blisterskin and uh, the Royal Mordants and uh, play how the book I feel was meant to play. I think that the, the triple Thundertusk list, <laughs> those players should be getting the Thundertusks out because, I mean, we may, may mock and stuff, but that, that those spec lists are not yeah, going to be able to deal with that sort of thing. So that's and, the next. You know, that, that, that's beast claw. We've only talked about one part of the of, of the fact feck. <laughs> the fact feck. <laughs> but the, yeah, I think you're alluding to the fact of behemoths and battle line. Yes, oh, yeah. I don't mind it. No, I, I don't really mind it either. I don't mind it. Well, um, your bodies line your battle line. If you're not taking your bodies, exactly. You, know, you are. Just... You are like Liam said earlier, though. You you're relying on tabling your opponent with yeah. that's the that's where the negativity comes in because for them to win a lot of these games they've got to take every single toy off the table of yours yeah. and you've got to play through five painful turns um and I, and i think that's where going six dragons and what you can pull on three knights per terrorgeist guy what yeah, does think, the other guy pull a courtier on, does he? The guy I think the list looks like two mounted terrorgeists and three battleline terrorgeists. And I think with the menagerie that is two thousand points or near enough that you can't take anything else. I think. And they bring three knights. Three gen six terrorgeists or something definitely like that. Um, yeah. So you've not what is it? Nine hundred plus eight hundred. Uh so that's plus the formation. Yeah, I think I think you can only I think that gives you enough command points that you can summon on two units of knights. And that's all you've got. That's all your bodies. Yeah. Well, you might be able to get an arch regent as well. I think you it's an do, arch regent. Yeah. You can do an arch regent and five or six terror geists, something stupid like that. Yeah. But if you've so got you can, get, you, you can get twenty ghouls in them, you know. A triple thundertus list though will kill a kill a, a terror geist every turn. You think about it, they can have a 5-up mortal wound save, and then their 6-up death save as well, they still get it, don't they? And they regen, they heal D3 plus whatever the chalice heals. Um, they 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 need to be figured out. I'm, I'm very hesitant to say nerf, 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 but I just I'm not looking forward to playing against them and I worry about what people will say that do play against them. But it's done now. We've had the FAQ. We know what we're up against. Um, I suppose we can skip Gary's question as well. Of does Feck look like a biased homebrew fanboy pet project <laughs> designed by someone that plays that army and nothing else at this point? And did the FAQ ram that home with iron nails? 
or is it just me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one, but I think can we, we start. Can, can we, we talk about Skaven? Uh, well, briefly, yeah. but Skaven, if we just Skaven, think yeah. think about Scotland, yeah, and we had no daughters of Cain now for what it's we're right in the change. third month of the year. It is, but Either we've just gone. We've uh, just gone through. England, really. No, and the thing was, no masters, got so much negativity, and I, and I think people. Oh, so people, you think peer pressure should be the way people should well, judge no, people? No, but I think it happens, and I think that if if people have real negative experiences, I don't think people are gonna gonna keep playing with the same toys. You won't get the friendly games because who's gonna want to play against that if you can't fight it? Yeah, and then when it comes to tournaments, you're not gonna enjoy. People are not going to enjoy it, and if if the other person you're playing doesn't enjoy it, you don't tend to it. Well, I don't enjoy it. That's the point um, I want to make. I I think it is a bad direction for the game. I don't want to get into whether or not these people should feel bad about themselves or whatever, but I think <laughs> I I don't think they should. The rules weren't written by them; they're just playing with the rules that have been designed. I just yeah. I think that it's a bad direction for the game, and I hope that we don't see too much more of it. Um, I was hoping that the FAQ would be like you said, you can only use it on knights, knights and serfs, but yeah, I, I thought just, that's I worried that we're going to see new people come into the hobby, go, let's get this Carrion Empire box, we'll get a couple of start collecting boxes, and then when they get to the table, they're like, Christ, what the hell did I do? I don't know that I need to leave a seven inch gap on my screen to stop this Terragate's killing everything. I, I just think that it's, uh, it, it's a little bit weird, but would it be enough even players will do fine. Would it be enough even that it only went off once per combat phase? So you had to choose what got it. Obviously, you'd still yeah. probably choose the general that attacks first. If they need to make a choice between what they're spending their command points on, maybe that polices it enough. But I, I don't know. Again, does that then throw Skaven totally off the wagon of being able to get Crocs can do it as well. They can I played against a Gloomspite list that had eight command points turn three or something like that. Like, it's nuts how many command points they can rack up as well. But, um, if, every, if every Master Clan hero that uses a command bully, then they, on a five-up they get another one back as well. Yeah. And obviously I told you the combo with Fanko with that, that you spend one command point and you have the option of getting four back if you're lucky. Four? Yeah, because they get to yeah. use the run six inches immune to battle shock and reroll a charge. charge. Oh, of course, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. when they use a, it's the way it's written is when they use a command ability, not when they spend a command point for a command ability. So then, if your Vermilor Corruptor or your Grey Seer uses that six inch run or that on a five up, you're going to get a command point back. Or a and then if you've point. got Aether Quartz Brooch in your list as well, you roll another five up for when you spend the command point. And then yeah. they've got an artifact. Oh no, is that command no, trait? The War Seer. Yeah. The War Seer on a free plus he gets oh, that's it, yeah. uh he gets one on a six as D three. But they've got a command trait as well, I think, that is mm-hmm. literally the same as Aether Quartz Brooch. Yeah. But yeah, you could end up with more than you can spend. I don't I don't know if that's a problem yet, but yeah. So let's see what other questions is there. Games designers and playtesters mixing roles and playing with the community, uh, competitive community. Uh, it's been a problem for some time. I don't see how uh, I don't see so many consider it an elephant in the room and refuse to discuss it. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, just due to the the knowledge that they have prior to coming to an event. Definitely when it was like this one where it's before the FAQ. So yeah, the context so of this they is have, 
it was Sheffield Slaughter last weekend. Yeah. So it was one, one week after the book came out, and uh, well, oh, a week before the FAQ. A week well. back. Yeah, yeah. The mod, the model thing, the models and that part that doesn't bother me. Obviously, uh, I, for example, could could easily paint an army in a week. I could paint a feck army in a day easily. It's it's more the the knowledge of. I don't know if this happens, but it may. Is that if a play tester or someone said. That's how we play tested it. That's how it works. Came across to someone that just queried on if that's how something worked, would that be fair? And then that person to take that as gospel would be my issue. Again, this is that's a fly on the wall conversation. There, I I've never had a, pro- a problem playing any. I've played a few play testers. I've played Les in that previously, uh, and I've never had anything like that come up. Uh, it was quite interesting what my opinions of the game were. Like, obviously, because obviously the brand new Warhammer 40k came out at that time. I thought the initiative role would be a good addition to the game, uh, sort of thing. And then, obviously, deploying your army, it was a roll off, but plus one for deploying first and things like that. Yeah. Or also, the I like how their missions are, where there's like six deployments and like 18 missions, sort of thing. I like that as well. Rather, so like, it would be awesome if you played, example, you played. Uh, free place of plower, but you played it yeah. long ways instead, but you had a d- diamond d- deployment would be awesome, I think. That's just me. Uh, that maybe likes that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's a heart. It's, you can't ban them. It's not. Uh, let's be honest. Nobody wants to go down that road. Uh, maybe books should wait for an FAQ to come out. Again, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on a TO as well then for him to make a decision on something. And then it sometimes... It maybe does backlash that, oh, the TO ruled it that way, but the FAQ said this a week later. That's how I lost that X game, or because the FAQ went the wrong way, like a ruling went the wrong way. But that's a ruling, a ruling's a ruling. But eh, it's a hard. Yeah. It's a hard one to, to police, isn't it? What do you think, Scott? So I, <clears throat> I don't, right. Games developers and playtesters should be allowed to play events. You know, I mean, playtesters do it for free. Well, so I understand. Um, games designers, that's obviously they're getting paid to do their job, but they they should be out in the field, sampling real life games, etc., etc. I think you can argue against that. Um, I, it 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 does seem a little bit unfair on paper and you know people come back and say oh it's just toy soldiers what are you getting excited about um yeah okay we're all here for toy soldiers we're all we're, we're, this isn't life and death we all know this so so let's not go down that path but it's probably sensible that um there should be a i don't know if you put a delay in but should should the playtesters and developers themselves not be self <laughs> Comping. flagging yeah is there not a pang of guilt in there you know if if, if one of us if i was a play tester there's probably zero chance of that ever happening but i would play first i would i would i would have guilty thoughts about running something that's just come out a week earlier 100%. i think I, I think dono had a good point in response to this question um on that on that chain of tweets and and he'd said that he can understand that if you worked on a book 
you couldn't publicly play it for a year or more. He understands the excitement of taking it out for a spin at the first oh, opportunity. And you would do. I mean, if this is your passion and you've only got to play it with a couple yeah. of play testers and you're really proud or you think it's really good, you do want to get out there and get playing it. I yep. can understand the where there's a little bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths that maybe they've had a couple of weeks to absorb some rules, whereas somebody else has the the works there understands yeah. the intricacies of the army before anybody else really does. And if I don't think gonna, if we're going to use the Ben Johnson example as the example, which I think we are, then let's be honest, that's his army, isn't it? Four terrorgeists. You know, he's he's done it in the past with Bloodthirsters and Star Drakes and Maw Crushers. Maw Crushers, you know, that's 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 his that's his raison d'etre. Um it just so happens to be an extremely dirty build in this instance. Um you know, so again, is that because put not putting words about is that because he was helping with the book design? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Is that, that's then I think that's a spanner in the work people are trying to throw there. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I don't think we know. He's he done it. He's done it with more crushers as well. So yeah. Let's be honest. Like it's, that is his kind of uh, thing. If Iron yeah. Jaws two book more crushers are battling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it, it, let's be honest. It's combination of being a good player as well because there's play testers out there. There's one that went to Sheffield using the new Skaven book. You know, he's he wasn't ripping any uh, records up. You know, he, he finished probably his usual position, and that's. But that's that, his, that, harsh as I is, that's his normal. He never exactly, heard. exactly. So it's the combination of being a good player and a and a play tester slash designer. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know the roles that people have on the box. I don't know whether or not whether or not he's part of the design team or or, or whatnot. But I mean, I think. I, I mean, I, I think it's good. It's good to put the new stuff in a shop window and to do well with it. Um, the thing that... I, I don't know. I, I, th- I just think that I've never seen this sort of resentment. Yeah. Publicly. It's not publicly. It's on Twitter. It's, it's I mean. not face-to-face. I don't think... No. I don't think anyone would go directly to his face and say that this is what they think because that's that's bang out of order. Like he's doing his job. He's yeah. as much as it's selling the game. He and, constantly and does hobby. You know what I mean? He constantly pushes yes. his hobby. He's in and all he's... the WhatsApp chats. He always is talking about how much he loves the game and things like that. Again, would you prefer advocate. someone corporal that doesn't want to do that? That doesn't no, want to talk to people and. He's a great advocate for the independent tournament scene as well. You know, he's got a background in it and he's good at it. And yeah. and I, I don't have any resentment personally. I think it's good to see it and see how well it does. I just and it's, think... a, and it's a big reflection on the new GW, the more interactive, the more social media friendly, you know, the more public friendly. And they do listen to people. There. That is my where my argument. suggestion would be that they have their own Twitch stream. They do their Wednesday Warhammer Age of Sigmar. There's absolutely nothing stopping someone like Ben Johnson going on having a competitive game with Flesh Eater Courts and showing what it can do. Yeah. But when he goes to a tournament where there's ranking points on the line, like a lot of people are fairly competitive and want to get into things like Masters and it was a big event. And when he's got that foreknowledge, I just like at least at my work and stuff, there's always this talk about courageous integrity and how you've got to do not just what's right and behave well, but you've got to do so and to influence others. And yeah, 
I just I think that there is an element of that that can be misconstrued. I don't know Ben Johnson personally, but from what I do know, I don't think that he's doing it deliberately. He's not doing it with any malicious intent. He's wanting to grow the community. He's, as everybody said, he's in all the WhatsApp chats. He loves this game. I just think that maybe it could be done differently to stop conversations like this happening. Is it, is it maybe all everyone's just jealous of the job he has? And Definitely. That maybe, maybe oh, honestly, I think there is a lot of sour grapes out there. Yeah. I just I would much rather not have this as yeah, a thing totally going good. about on Twitter. And Why? the only person that can stop it is, personally, the playtesters and Ben Johnson or whatever not doing it because they can't police people's thoughts and yeah. it just... There's definitely sour grapes about playtesters as well, you know, because they are more like us. Definitely. They're, they're, they're people that have been tapped up or they're friends of friends or, you know, they've it's just through years of playing t- in amongst the same people. Um, Giving to the community, running events. And yeah, yeah. But put it this way, put it this way, if, if Liam or yourself became playtesters, you know, we don't have any in Scotland, right? So we can talk totally, uh, you know, what's the word? <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically about this, yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, we're quite a tight scene. You know, the the core of the, the Scottish scene is, you know, 30, 40, 50 people that, that attend most events. And some come some come in, some come out, as usual. You know, there's flux. But we're quite a tight little scene. Um, <clears throat> were you or Nathan to... Sorry, Liam or Nathan to become playtesters, or Stu, or anybody, um, and it was, it was my event, I think I would probably tap you on the shoulder over <laughs> WhatsApp or email and say, listen... You know, give it a few weeks. Let let everyone yeah, get, 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 give everyone a week or two weeks to get up to speed, right? Not up to speed, but at least crack the crack a couple of builds out and have a few games and and then unleash hell. You know. Unfortunately, that, after Sheffield Slaughter, you had to dig pretty deep to see the messages of people congratulating people like AD Mac and stuff like that and running a great event because yeah. it was overshadowed this, by this conspiracy yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's not right. I don't think there was any malicious intent there. No. Um, I think that it's just blown up because he happened to do well. He could have just as easily not done well. So maybe maybe it's just Sheffield because it's it. it I, I went to the the end times Sheffield slaughter. Me and Rich. Um, what like I don't know how many years that was. Four years ago now or something. And that's that was that was wild. That was <laughs> maybe Sheffield just loves a gate. I don't know, but that was when they had the. Um, it was the various Kairos builds with the um, what do you call it? The Beastman, the Hearthstones. Yeah. The Hearthstones made out of scourers. Oh, that big massive like thing. There was a massive right-angled Hearthstone that was just, you could just fit Kairos right behind, and there was all sorts of there was all sorts of madness there. And that's when Malekith first appeared as well. You know, the old end times uh-huh. Malekith. So yeah, the, the, there was all sorts of utter utter filth at the top tables. Um, yeah. But there wasn't playtesters in those days. There wasn't community interaction in those days. I'm, I'm sure Ben jo- Ben Johnson was there uh, at that point. I'd imagine but... he would be. It's the oldest yeah. tournament. Like I, that, that was one of the most amazing things that I saw. That it is probably the longest running tournament for Warhammer, yeah. potentially in the world. I'm trying to look for. It. I'm pretty sure it was Ben Curry tweeted it. So I'll see if I can find it. How long? Twenty two yeah. years. Yeah, that's incredible. It was. It, it, why is that not being big... talked about? I know, and it, and it got a lot of the big people that you, the personalities that you hear on social media. You know, I I played against Byron when I went down there. Yeah. Um, so there was, yeah, I mean, there's loads of, yeah, it's just Sheffield. I think it just loves... Well, 22 years at the same venue. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, that's that's awesome. 
And <laughs> I think that's what should be getting talked about more. Yeah. The thing that would rub me up the wrong way, and this is again hypothetical, is if there started to be back in obviously back when I was younger, I was aware that store managers and that used to get special models that only were made like a limited release print, which only like staff got. And if they started doing things like that, that only staff got and they had really good rules and things like that, that would tick me off. Like almost the example would be the store event model, the Garden of Souls. That's almost close to that. But obviously, if yeah. only staff were available, think about if that model was only available to staff instead of just being a store release model. Like if they just went, all right, all management get this model or the art regent that's all, all of a sudden cool that came in at Karn Empire Box. Well, if they just all of a sudden went, actually, can what this a store staff present for obviously the amazing sales they did over the last year? Here's this cool limited edition model that you can use. Here's an awesome scroll and points for it. Yeah, I just ban it. That sort of that's the sort of stuff that would cause in me, in my opinion, that would cause me that would annoy me if they had access to something that or same idea, like say again. Obviously, there's compendium stuff right now. Say that they just all of a sudden made Tomb Kings as overly extremely powerful as they were when they first did them. But that then limits to actually who gets access to them. Yeah. Like, if they I don't release the model, if they don't sell the model, yeah. it's, it's a very limited structure. In the independent scene, we're lucky that we allow conversions and alternative models. Yeah. If you're going down to Warhammer World for a, an official t- uh, tournament, Obviously, they all have to be official Citadel models, and I, I, I might be wrong here. Uh, you might put me right, but you can't. Can you not even run Lord of the Rings models in nope. AOS? No, you nope. can't. Nope. That was clarified in one of their packs. It last was, year, and that's to do with licensing, isn't it? And for broadcasting yeah. the, and whatnot. They're a different so, size, though. To be honest, they're, they're, they're a different scale. They are, I know. But things like the bat swarms, you'd always take the Lord of the Rings one over the. The oh, right, yeah, okay. vampire kick but like for over the uh death one yeah. there the are certain models we have bloodthirster and a lot of oh, Balrog's a great model and like the Before, obviously we got new ones the great eagles and things and even yeah, the they were, trolls yeah. and stuff are really nice so you'd look at a bit of conversion but that's the thing i suppose we're lucky because when we go to an independent event you can be really well, you can be really creative. They, they you can... still allow conversions. They just don't allow. Yeah, it's obviously, just it can't look out. like something else. That's the issue as well. Like yeah. I remember there was an, uh, again talking of gates. There was a gate I think a couple of years ago on Twitter where someone had a very highly converted elf army that had knights with great weapons and that, and then they said that he couldn't take them because. Oh yeah, that was well, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't going to drop names, but. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, that's because you listen. You can. Uh, he doesn't listen. Uh, but yeah, he had beautiful converted models, but they said no because they couldn't tell what they were by the conversions. When you look across the table, that, that was an argument. That wasn't was, that long ago. That was only maybe the year before last, I think. That was last year's heats. It was, it, year was it last year, was it? Yeah, it was really. It's, right. I know it was Warlord. Aaron it was got Warlord. on. His army is incredibly. Uh, converted the guy that won painting masters. Sure, it's Aaron. The oh, guy yeah, with the yeah, death yeah. army. He's used a couple I'll of Deacon be, yeah. models. Yeah, like... I'll be honest. I don't like that. No, 
Yeah. I think it looks beautiful. Oh, I don't, beautiful. I don't yeah. like it as a proxy. I think the proxies are a little hard to understand, but I wonder yeah. if he's played at a They're not proxies, the counts as, the counts, counts as. <laughs> no, I think in this case it is a bloody proxy. It's a, what is it, a, a murmur coming out of a boat or something? It's beautiful, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's his what, is it a terror geist or, or something? Geist or yeah. something, yeah. Nah, no thank you. I love it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's, Polarized that's opinions. That's why we're that's, right. That's a different of then taxing of people that will buy the official model or example you could buy like obviously i think today they went on for a week sale the metal models you could just buy the old sankle and bone ripper and use it as the new model and just put on the new base there's no rule or someone <laughs> i remember someone used it when the heats they use the old, oh, the old, the old the the that person that does that will get sectioned i'm telling you the new <laughs> sankle and bone ripper model is bloody gorgeous why would you have to use the old yeah. one cheap i like but it. that's an example the same argument would be then, uh, that would be my thing. It would be if they had access to limited edition stuff that no one else had access to. So I think the conclusion is that we don't think it's an intentional problem, but without Tito stepping in or, yeah. It's just maybe a bad decision. Somebody might have been a bit keen to show how good Smut was. And ultimately, maybe they should have just, on reflection, thought, well, I'll maybe take it to the next event. It's not worth the controversy at the end of the day, is it? I think after the the FAQ could have been out first. And I, have, I don't think it was an intentional... The, the FAQ wouldn't have helped for that. <laughs> well, it, the it would have, but it, when it comes down to things like the the Deepkin thing and who fights first and this, that and the other, people would have at least known... That, that always made sense that it happened in that order. That I don't understand how that needed an FAQ at all. Because well, one think... doesn't say they both very different wording. The issue is that again that the mount trait didn't well the trait command trait didn't mention the mount and folk argued that then the mount couldn't attack when it piled in and I just the don't fe- play is definitely where it, it I just, got a little bit blurred. I just don't play testers and games designers and players and workers from GW don't think twice before going to more events because i want to see more and more of them there 100 percent. and and i think that there was some there was some myths out and about rumbling around twitter recently that they weren't allowed to go to in certain independent events and things and i think that i we think need to I, see them out that's there. been i think that has been quite it was put to bed about. it has yeah but i think that we don't want a big blow up every time something happens and people yeah. pointing fingers saying it's because you've got insider knowledge I think we need to just Im- they need to come and, and I don't want them to feel unwelcome and it may be I think it should be biased because they haven't soon. been to any of our events and they're all protesting <laughs> our events too. they definitely should I want to see yeah. Ben Johnson come up to a Scottish event like I, I regret not making the time to go and speak to him when he showed up at Facehammer last year Oh man, I'll tell you what, here you go, here's an open thing. I'll give him a free ticket to uh to Northern Invasion if he wants to come up. He can come and Ooh, see. Oh, you've heard it here first here, folks. There you go. <laughs> we've got we've got uh one or two left. I'm I'm more than happy for somebody to come up. If they want to give right, it is the condition. He's got to give at job. least a twenty minute chat to our Scottish regulars at the end of day one to talk to yeah. them about what goes into game design and this, that and the other. There you go. Does that fine that's, that's it would, it would be awesome 
It's one thing that we do miss, and it was awesome having Six Nations up the road, uh, getting to see people like the Face Hammer guys coming up, and yeah, like see all the big names yet. from down because like our, our scene is very very similar to what they've got down there. It's just a little bit smaller, but it's growing. Like we've got what fifty people coming to North Invasion. I reckon you could even push it further if we had the space. Like, if, yeah, we could do if we if we had a bigger venue, we'd get more. We yeah. So no, I, I would love to see people like Ben Johnson and the Face Hammer guys coming back up the road. I, I remember after Six Nations, they were keen. The only thing putting them off was the journey. Like, if we can get an event on similar to Sheffield Slaughter, make the time come up. We're a great bunch of guys. It would be great to have them up. And it's not that far. You can jump on a train in Manchester. And you can be you can be in Glasgow and then on to Stirling in four hours, not even that. I mean, I it, it takes me twelve hours to get there. So if they, yeah. if I can do that, they can do that. Maybe we've got guys going down to Bobo. We've got guys going to Heat yeah, yeah. Two, Heat Three. Uh, we've got we'll, we'll ten of us going down to face Wales. Hammer. Face Hammer as well. Yeah, like we that, make that's the, the that's the big thing. That's the big thing. Glasgow and but are easy to get to. Yeah, yeah, and Stirling is right in the middle. It's not far beyond. It might be a quick a quick change in Glasgow or Edinburgh, and then it's forty minutes from either, isn't it? I'll pick, I, I, well, I will pick like, you what, up. 30, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our events are half the price of of what you'd pay south, yep. and you get, you get lunch. your lunch included. Yeah, <laughs> you get lunch. You don't have to bring scenery. It's it's a good a good a good deal. We're a good bunch. It's definitely worth it. There you go. Have we got any more questions? Uh, I, I, my my question, my response is now sponsored by Highland Park. <laughs> well, it's, it's not so much sponsored by as informed by. So there you I'm go. Off the, I'm off the Leffy blonde as well, so I'll be getting oh, more inconsistent. Back to the Leffy, he's going to start I'm swearing. On my, I'm on my fourth <laughs> drama whiskey as well, so I don't even know if I can read. No, um, so Gressel Gore or Gressel Boar? I think we've already talked about that. That was Mike Callahan. Gressel Boar. Scott was Gristle Moore, <laughs> and I've seen I, the I've seen the other one, Gristle Whore. Gristle Whore, yeah. <laughs> there you go, Gristle Whore. I, I want to see it. I want them to come. I want them to come to the events. I want them to challenge the meta and people to adapt. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I want to see it down eventually. Definitely. I'm tempted. I've got I've got I've bought a load of players as well, but it's not really Gristle Gore. But I've got a my my mixed death. Um, experiment for uh, the Masters last year. Um, it's easily convertible to uh, to the older. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Come on, mixed death, mixed gristle gore, mixed gristle gore. Yeah. <laughs> no, my well, mixed that... death. I've got a zombie dragon there with a, a a ghoul king with it. I've got a terror geist with a ghoul king. I've got six flayers. I've got. Well, I did do forty ghouls. I got a Vargulf. Uh so you know the the basics are there. I bought all that off Spadge and and painted it up rapidly. So, I've, and I've bought um well I've been um, fishing Twitter and tapping people up and giving people twenty five quid for the six flares. So I think I've got I've got twelve extra flares so far. So if anybody wants to sell six flares to me for twenty five quid, AOS bat rep, just send me a quick <laughs> message. And I'll buy them. <laughs> I might have some spirits too. If you want to go hey. after us on a carrying empire, so I can get the Skaven. Yeah, how does I'll that go. sound? 
yeah, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> Wait and see what we're doing for the. Oh yeah, better at it because I don't want to do. I don't want to do any more of something, especially yeah. if I'm getting Caradron. I'd like Caradron. I'd, I'd do like Stormcast at this point though. I oh, do that. I've idea. been sitting there looking at Aventus Firestrike. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. Well, let's let, well, let, let, let's not make it one. Fix is being one grand alliance in because there's there's a lot of lust in the in the room. I'm hearing oh, the lust will change. The lust will change. <laughs> Why don't we all go to the same grand alliance? That might be even better. Ooh. Oh, oh yeah, everybody does order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, if you if that floats your boat, everybody goes scathing. More and more. As long as it's not death, I'm, I'm in for it. I've got loads of death. So there you go. Should all just go to Middle Earth and rebrand the podcast and just play a good game? <laughs> this is a certain um, Liverpudlian podcast. I've I wouldn't say Scouse because I listen to it and I know they don't like that. But there's a certain Liverpudlian podcast that's branched out into the mid, uh, just Midland. Just Midland. So really I've, yeah. I've downloaded a couple and I'm, I'm keen I've to listen to those. I've been, I've been listening so, to them. Like, no, they're, they're, they're good. They're I've good. been listening to it as well. That's Have why it. I've got the the open page at the moment for middle earth models <laughs> there you go see no that that was all the questions though there was just a lot of rage on i think there might questions. i think there might have been some more have oh, i really? got you on mine as well uh that was yours i was looking at uh let me have a look again because there was people asking about uh thankful which we've already really talked yeah. about um then there was the, the feck one a lot of my Twitter feed is a positive, positive feedback on the the mini episode we did actually. Yeah, no, that was really that good. That seems to be going quite good. A lot of people have uh, have got into that, so um, it's it's great for the little ones. No, that was it. That was all the questions on that Twitter feed. Uh, good stuff. Well, happy days. It was good though. I think we should do that more. Get the the Twitter questions out there a couple of days before. It was quite good seeing the people that were responding as well, like Gary Percival, who's got the More Hammer podcast with Rob Moore, is it? Yep. And yeah. um, the Just Play guys as well. As long as it's not just stuff they uh, don't want to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> They've stitched us up. <laughs> we're totally shut down now. <laughs> so, uh, follow the, the old world. world. It's not Tempest, so... Is Follow that? the old world lists. So, should we go through what we're taking? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do I have to look at mine? Oh, jeez. <laughs> my God. You've had too much booze to remember what yours is. No, all right. <laughs> I'm going to do this from memory. Cause oh, God, here we go. All right. so, oh, no. Here we go. Dirthu. Uh, spirit Dirthu, do you mean? Yeah, Spirit of. Spirit <laughs> of, yeah. <laughs> it's the Highland Park branded one. Uh so he's he's got the old uh, war singer, so it's the plus one to charge, and he's got Gaia Strike. How old is I've it? I've then got I've then That's got a. Uh, Sorry, I've never heard that combination before. No, it plus is plus one to charge and Gurst Strike. Yeah, well that's it. I'm uh, I'm all about um, innovation, and then um, I've got two branch rates. Um, I've got one with the Acorn of the Ages and Verdant Blessing, so she's my wood spawner. I've then got another one with the Reaping and the Bale... Well, not the Bale Wind, uh, the Circlet. It will be going on a Bale Wind. Um, so uh, the the Harvest Boon gives me plus one to cast. Um, the Circlet gives me plus six to my range. 
I've got a bail wind in there, so that'll give me another plus six to my range, so you can see where that's going. I've then got 30 dryads, 30 dryads, 10 dryads, uh, six sides, and then I've got um, forest folk and harvest boon, and then endless spells of the bail wind, uh, cogs and geminids. The basic idea is I'll be plus four to charge, I'll be uh, casting loads with a lot of woods, hopefully waking them up, and the reaping will be 15 inches D3 to everything within 15 inches, um, plus being able to spawn an extra 10 dryads a turn. So there you go. That's... Really good board control list. Yeah. And really aggressive as well at the same time. It is. Yeah, I'm, thinking, uh, I'm thinking I'll be needing a five to, five to charge, um i'll have three command points turn one so uh the idea will be that i'll be re-rolling on that five inch for dirthu and the and the um sides probably i'm at 1960 points um so i may get a triumph as well you never know never know yeah uh, but yeah it's a bit different a bit different to the last one uh, i'm just trying i'm I'm particularly wanting to try the Bailwind thing, and that's uh, much uh, thanks to Lee. I was talking last time about when I played him and his Slanesh, and he gave me some tips, and this was something that he uh, he recommended. We were out, I think we were having a dirty Jimmy Jungs. Um, <laughs> and we went <laughs> Sounds out like a go. euphemism. That's yeah. the Chinese restaurant box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we were having a, a filthy a filthy all-you-can-eat, and, um, and he was giving me some some tips on things he'd enjoyed and i really did like the idea of the the branch wraith on plus one to cast bringing me the um the bale wind and then having the the circlet for the plus 12 to to range and then the reaping is it's really good it's only something like a six to cast and then you'll be plus plus one for harvest boon um and you don't need line of sight for it so it's just a bubble of um, D3 mortal wounds to everything within 15 inches. So the idea, one of the ideas is to get her onto um, in a hero mission, to get her onto it with 30 dryads encircling the Bailwind and then just firing out the pulses of, of mortal wounds. But we'll see how it works. Uh, hopefully it'll be a bit more fun and engaging than the last list I took. Um, a bit more honest, I think. People will see what they're going to get and they'll have to just deal with it. So there you go, that's me, Scott. Yeah, so we've talked a little bit about it already, but it's going to be Flesh Eater Courts, and I'm not a, a netlist wanker, so I'm going with Blister Skin. <laughs> He's had the left. The left. <laughs> 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 and it's, a, believe it or not, this is an incredibly fluffy army. It comes from the mortal <laughs> realm of Hish, and if you're if you're familiar with the the, the, so the blister skin, the blister skin fluff, yeah. you'll yes. So there yeah, you go. It is fluffy. Uh, and in fact, the artifact is called the Eye of Hish. So I have to take that. Um, and it's actually it's pretty good. It's a subtract one from uh, missile weapons that target Every friendly unit within six. Yeah, within six. Nice. Yeah. So so my list basically right. Uh, a boring ghoul king on royal terror guys. Let's get straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's he's got the eye of fish, um, and he's got the mount trait because that's another new thing in the book. Uh, gruesome bite. So yeah, I'm straight in there with the good stuff. That's uh, reroll hits on the terrorgeist, 
um, to try and get that lovely six. So that's pretty standard. Um, I've got two abhorrent arch regents. So one's, one of the, these is the general, and I've just been modelling up tonight to try and make him look a bit, little bit more general-ish. Um, he has got the uh, artifact uh, Aether Quartz brooch from Hish, of course. There, see, it's fluffy. That's, that's, that's the only reason I took it. Um, that's, of course, to ge try and generate some more command points. He has got the trait, which I've got to take, which is the Hellish Auditor. Which again is really nice. Um, if he's on the battlefield at the start of my hero phase, roll a dice on a four plus, I get an additional command point. So I'm trying to harvest these command points and keep them ticking over. That's what new flesh eaters is all about, I think. Um, and he's got a spell. He's got spectral host from the Lord of Madness. The second arch regent has. Um, he's just bear. He just got Lord of Madness Miasmal Shroud. So I've got two arch regents. Obviously, I've got the charnel thrown in there. So I'm going to try and pop my units out very quickly, turn one. Uh, the aim is basically 20 ghouls and a vargeist. That's my plan A, to pop on the board from these guys. And finally, in the heroes, I've got a Crypt Infernal Courtier. So that's the Flare hero, and I've got to have him because I've got the Dead Watch we talked about earlier, which is six, six, and three flares. Um and round it out, I've got five direwolves as allies, just to try and give me some bodies, maybe a little bit of a mini screen. That was the reason for taking them. And I've never used them before, but they're quite quick, they're quite useful, maybe. I've got Dead Watch, obviously. I've got the Chalice of Usharan, which is the new uh, endless spell. And that's all the one that's all about healing things within range of it as, as things take wounds. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, and I've got so that makes me 1980 for an extra command point to start the game with. So the idea is I'm hope I'm five drops. I'm hopefully got a reasonable chance of going first. So turn one, I'll start with two command points on a four up. I'll start with three, and I've got the Aether Quartz brooch to hopefully keep that ticking along and basically spit out my my summoning and keep some command points for. Um, feeding frenzy uh, to try and kill some things. Blister skin as a grand court has also got the plus two move characteristic for everybody, so um, it's makes everything just a little bit faster, which is quite nice. I was thinking about trying to get cogs in initially, but that's probably overkill um, for the movement side of things and for the spell casting side of things. It's it's quite difficult to cast. There's no bonus to cast in there, so that dropped out. I was really wanting to get down to 1950 for t starting with two command points, but that's kind of impossible. I, I did. If you get rid of the direwolves, you can do it, of course. But I did have a list there with that, that ten ghouls for 100 points. It was even, um, you know, more pricey in there. So it's, it's just trying to squeeze everything in. It's, you know, it's it's it's, it's not um, a total gimme. But of course, you do get. Lots of free bodies, which is the big boost for flesh eaters. So, so that's me. Five drops, um, lots of flares, and yeah, hopefully some fun. And is the spectral host the picky unit, and they can fly if they can fly? It's run and yeah. charge. Yeah, so yeah. that works. That works nicely really with the flares. Army. Really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's good. So I, I did initially have a nine and two threes, um, but then I thought, you know, I've run, I've run a nine before and it's nice, but. It's you don't always get all nine in fighting. It's only a one inch combat unless you've got a big giant base 
like I, I did manage to surround a dread Saurian once and actually, you know, mutilated, <laughs> mutilated it over a few turns. Um, but that didn't happen very often. So the two sixes may be a little bit of redundancy as well. So, you know, if my unit of nine does die, then that kind of kills a lot of the army. So a bit, bit more redundancy. Um, but we'll see. You know, I've, I've, I've not played a game with it yet. So who knows? I think we'll have a good game next Wednesday. It sounds really good. Yeah. I think it's a solid list. Yeah. I, I like Blister Skin. I think if Gristle Go weren't, that, Go weren't there, it'd be a go-to. And the list I'm building, in terms of, like I was saying earlier, I've bought a lot of flares, is definitely to go that way. I think that mm. speed is phenomenal, and, and well, I really rate flares now. The only thing that I would discuss is the 663 over the 933. Mm-hmm. Like, did you just think that you wanted to have more options for the hero phase piling and have two bigger units over the one really big unit and the two smaller ones? Or yeah, I thought, I thought the, the, the unit of nine is the focus, isn't it? You, yeah, you catch your opponent's eye. That and the terrorgeist. Whereas now I've got two sixes and a three, and if you if you ignore one of them, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no, that's a cool choice. I like it. Um, I mean, the other thing with blister skin is it's, it's built in commandability for Lords of the Burning Skies. You can. Uh, you can use commandability to start your movement phase. If you do so, pick one friendly blister skin unit that can fly and is wholly within 12 inches of hero or 18 inches of general. Remove it from the battlefield and set it up anywhere on the battlefield. So, you know, it's the usual nine inches away yeah. movement thing. So, it's a, you know, it's an, it, 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 it ties in well with the flares. And, I'll know, be great bit... against ballistas. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> there's the, well, we'll keep that for later, but yeah, follow the old world. Hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Sounds good. Uh, what about yourself then, Liam? Is it is it the tried and tested, or have you tweaked it? Tweaked. A little tweak. Uh, so I've got Grand Rose Nagash, uh, with Nagash, Reward Undeath, with Overwhelming Dread, Pinions, and tran- Val Transference as normal, Necromancer with Fade and Vigor, Garn of Souls with Mortality Glass, and the Belfire Lantern item, 40 Skeletons with Spears, 5 Darewolves with 5 Darewolves, 30 Grimgasts, uh, Geminids of Olgish, Umbral Spell Portal, and I've swapped out the Pendulum for the Quick Silver Swords because I'm obviously thinking the Skaven Book will rise sca- uh, Chaos players. I've got more of it, and also the last two events I've played like seven uh, Chaos players out of my eight games at events. So I was thinking Quick Silver Swords will hopefully help with that. And I always feel a, it does a model on a five plus rather than a six, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. I also feel when I'm playing in the realm of Shaman, not much is happening. But I think adding obviously quick silver swords, it's more powerful in that realm. Uh, hopefully, will give me more of a kick when I'm playing in that realm because I feel that's always Nagash's weakest for actual damage output. And how does the swords differ in Shaman then? They get more dice. Oh, right, or they okay. move faster. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's twelve dice normal. Uh, it's 15 dice in the realm of Mel. So if it is, in the, and you're also playing Chaos, you're chucking your averages up there on fives of that being a third. So it's like five mortal wounds. Right, that's good know. against your little little heroes are going to yeah. fall pretty quick, aren't they? Or when I was playing Kevin, I played Kevin's... Uh, I had this quick silver sword in my Deepkin game. I played against Kevin against his Beast of Chaos. I threw 12 dice and did... Eight mortal wounds on one of his shagov. Uh, is, is that his thunderstorm list? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and was that your black sand dice? Uh, mixture. That <laughs> six nations dice. It's they're all good. 
It was the dice yeah. that fucked, so you know. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> and right. that, yeah, that's it. That puts me in nineteen fifty. Uh, nineteen thirty, I think. Yeah, nineteen thirty. So an extra command point. Uh, obviously seventy points down to try and get a triumph. Cool. Go on then, Nathan. Eels. It's not eels. No. I have uh, a <laughs> Tidecaster, who is the queen of the Futhan Enclave. She's a general with Born from Agony, which is plus two wounds. Uh, Lore of the Deeps is Steed of Tides, which is a pick a friendly hero within six inches and teleport them 24 away. I've got a Soul Scryer, which has the plus three to charge buff and the deploy off the table shenanigans. He's got Cloud of Midnight which is once per game at the start of a phase, you can't be targeted until the end of that phase. So a lot of cool stuff you can do there. You can not be targeted by spells in one hero phase or shooting or combat. Um, I've then got a Soul Render, which has the Thermal Rider Cloak. Gives him Fly plus four to his move, which allows him to keep up with the Nermarty. Two units of ten Thralls, two units of ten Reavers, they're in the Narmati Corpse Battalion with the Soul Render. And then two units of nine Morsar Guard, which are the military aspect to the eel uh, deepkin list. They come in and do all the heavy lifting, do all the damage. So yeah, it's coming in at five drops, which is, again, hoping to, to go first or at least get the choice of it. And 1920 points, because I'm paranoid about giving Liam... <laughs> Reroll saves on the scrim guests. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's really cool list. It's uh, the James Tinsdale TM build. Uh, <laughs> copied it from his uh, Sheffield Slaughter. Finished third. Okay. Been talking to him a bit online, and uh, it just—it's a really good all-rounder list. I was looking at putting the Encounter in and going down to fifty meals. So I get the auto unbind and the encounter gives you like a decent bit of uh, damage against big units. But ultimately, I think this probably is better right now. There maybe is something to be said for putting the encounter in once we see where the meta lands. But um, 18 yields feels right. Two units of nine is really good. Yeah. So was nobody was nobody uh, tempted by the PAX rule that you could take any ally? I was. I did. Yeah. Well, can you go? Nathan, go first. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would take. I spent a lot of time looking. I know that you suggested maybe taking the Wizard on Pegasus that Byron had taken. Like, it probably would be quite cool having the two spells and the two unbinds, but I, I don't know. I, the, I, I just am preparing for Six Nations and I'm looking to go to Heat 1. Like, I want to do well there more than I want to do well at follow the old world so i don't know whether i would benefit from wasting a lot of time practicing with something that i can't use and practice games outside of people that are going to said event or yeah. like actually at that event itself so no i've decided to bypass it yeah i i thought about it and then i thought oh any ally is gonna add to my drops but then thinking about it Nobody's really less than four drops, apart from Iron Jaws and Sylvanas at the Mark moment. Mark Roberts, maybe. So, oh, yeah, he's got Seraphon. But, yeah, the odds of me playing somebody who's anywhere near, I could possibly have gone to two and not really worried about it, but 
I just thought, well, I don't, I don't want to be adding to my number of drops because I can't get it in a formation, and if, and I can take any order uh, unit as part of winter leaf anyway. So if I wanted something, I'd have gone with that. What about yourself, then, Nathan? Uh, sorry, Liam, you were saying. You keep getting us mixed up. It's just. Ah, it's so good, you, isn't it? I don't know why. You're all youngsters. <laughs> you... You're all, yeah, all youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, uh, me and Nathan had some good conversations on uh, the compendium section of the deck. Oh, boo. <laughs> uh, but again, there was nothing there that I could truly take advantage of. Uh, we looked at, there was a, obviously, I was going to take a. Uh, Legion of Nightlist with the uh, the Death March. I was going to have the Vampire Lord on Abyssal Terror, oh, which would then allow which would allow my unit of Black Knights to move twenty four inches and fly in the movement phase, which is yeah. going to be quite fun. Uh, unfortunately, I just didn't want to in the end. Uh, a it's just a crap. It's just crap. It's just so fragile as a model for the points. What's that? Well, three hundred points. Yeah, 300 points. Well, three up save, it's not a monster, so you can get a cover save, two up save. Two up save, is it not a monster? One. Is it not no. a monster? Oh, right. I don't think so. Maybe it is. It's still got three up save because it's got a shield. Hmm? It might be a monster. Could be, but it's still got three up save. It can heal because it's death. It's not got many wounds, has it? Like Eight 12? I don't think Eight, it's 12. Yeah. It was 10. It's. Oh, I think okay. it's a lot less than a Mortark. I think it was eight, wasn't but you it? Just, it literally just goes to the back of the board and does that yeah. ability, that spell, twice, three times a game, and then... No, I, I looked at it myself. Um, I I even got bought a, a vampire to, to put on a, a converted um, Mortark's mount, and then I think it changed to something in the last, last load of Compendium... Uh, it did. It went up in points. Uh, yeah. uh, we were talking, obviously, quite lately about how I was looking at, obviously, the the first compendium or the first rules that came up for Vampire Counts and how Death lost all its special characters. Yeah. And we lost so much good spells. Isabella had Isabella had spells. It's, it's, not, it's not a monster, by the way. <laughs> Is it not? I thought so. It's not, it's not a monster. It's like a so it, could, it could get to a two plus. But it only, it only has eight wins. It is only yeah, wins. Yeah. It's kind of like the Celestin Prime then. He's only got yeah. eight. Like yeah. <laughs> but three times the price. <laughs> no, no. His spell's amazing because it's any death unit. Uh, I was also looking at the Lush Priest from Tomb Kings, but it only affects Desert Legions and Reanimate now, which Reanimate's mm. only to us as Morgast. I was kind of sad about that. Uh, I was hoping you could that take a shabti, a shabti with one of those uh, necrotech. I was guards. looking at a shabti as well, like, like a bows. two plus save or something. Yeah, that's a what unit, I. A unit of six with bows actually yeah. was because uh, they're pretty actually good. They were just. I sent it to Scott as uh, part of my original mixed death list, mm-hmm. and uh, they were in that. And I remember, do you remember you you it signed masters, it off and said it? it was okay yeah. for masters? That was yeah. it. Um, but in the end, I decided, oh no, no, no. I'd probably just that. convert Colonel Hunters into them. What about um, the Lich Priest getting that auto unbind? How many points is he? He's 80. 80 for an auto unbind is kind of tasty, by the way. <laughs> it is, yeah. Liam, you've still got 20, <laughs> no, you've got 12 <laughs> minutes to change your list, not 22 <laughs> minutes to change your list. 22 minutes to change your list, nah. I don't have one. And just make one. Just make just one. Just use the clippings of sprue. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did just use a half a skeleton and then chuck like a zombie a, bits. You were yeah. right. Go on. But no, there was there was pr- plenty of options there. Uh, it was also looking at like because of the Morgul. Obviously, we don't get access to the Morgul normally in the Grand Host Army. It's going to that as well. Not worth it anymore, though, is it? No, it's bit. just it's lost yeah. so much. It's lost everything. Just it's, take one of your. It's minus one to hit bubble. Still quite nice. It's just it doesn't keep up with the army the way you want it to. Take it as your beast for Realm of Beasts. You'll be right. I might do. <laughs> I prefer Royal Terror Geist because they're just a, a little bit better now. Aye, I've got a Terror Geist, a Mongol, a Thunder Tusk, uh, a zombie dragon. Oh, if you're not using your Thunder Tusk, at least they borrow it if that's okay. Well, they'll be in my box. Just give me a nudge and say, which one of you used? You can help yourself to the box. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm taking a load down. There was also, I was, again, just looking through... Uh, like I said, the old vampire count stuff and that. There's the old necromancer on a steed. Necromancer but... a nightmare. You could get double Van Hells. Make it, it does. It, it's exactly the same spelling. It's but it only affects skeletons and zombies. Skeletons as well. or zombies. Yes, yeah. so you could put that on skeletons, then you could have Van Hells on the. Um, the. I looked at all this man. I looked at all. You need it's to do it. You need to do it. It's it's also got the really cool bounce as well. Still, it got. You need it's got to cause bounce. Scottish controversy. That's what you need to do. You need to divert from all the controversy down south. And... Get us on the map, Liam. Yeah, Nobody cares. Get us on the rage Nobody map. Cares. <laughs> Nobody cares Nobody about cares. a weird How would you take any ally? See if you could take any ally out of your Grand Alliance. That would be better. I love that. Yeah, just take Marathi. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Would you? Nah, I would just take a Frostheart Phoenix for the guy. I never thought about that. Um, uh, Stu, you could yeah. take Marathi as your order unit. It doesn't ah, need yeah. to adhere to the 400 points. Well, I, I put it in my Winterleaf list for a while. Yeah. Uh, but no. I can't. Well, so be... cool. Yeah. You take a turtle. Yeah, could have took a turtle. Don't take a turtle. I need a turtle. <laughs> a turtle in the woods? How cool is that? <laughs> I just want a turtle to be cheaper. Good. Yeah, no, it's good. It just needs to be cheaper. Yeah, it's a it's good. It's, yeah, give it, give it, give it a couple of mount traits and that, and then we've got no problem at all. There yeah, we go. let me pile in first twice before <laughs> before my opponents set their army up. So I do before <laughs> they've arrived at the table. I want to roll a dice on a negative one plus. I've won the game, and they'll feel like flesh eater cards. Yeah. Oh, there's some bitterness there from the oh. deep player. High <laughs> <laughs> tide was my only thing. I, I, I do agree. From... Yeah, deep can you... paid a big tax to access that ability. Of all their units are quite expensive for it and fragile. Yet, Fleshier Courts have came in here with Van Hells for a command point, which you can't stop. They've got the ability to pal attack at the start of the hero phase before any buffs. They can do it before Sequitors put their shields on, or Wait anything. Wait Everyone forgets all these and things. That happen die. Is this is this is this new Grisogor list based off my Six Nations uh, Flesh Eaters list from 2017? Yes, they were the trendsetter. They went, that guy Scott knows what is going on. Not only that, he's got an awesome beard. No, you so let's it. make it happen. There you mentioned it. Ben Johnson was there at the Six Nations. It's a fix. Calling it now. Scott's an official playtester. <laughs> Uh, That's why he's got all the armies. He's just got them ready to go with the books. Yeah, he's, he's just a not Scottish rallying. He's a Scottish rallying. That's it. He's got everything. I'm playing at the low end. I'm trying to make them lose. You see, that's, that's my role at all. We, we can be <laughs> narrative playtesters. We'll be narrative playtesters, Scott. 
Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Play I'm an arrow playtester. My no, brother, my brotherhood of great bolts, man. That was that was narrative. <laughs> it's it's top. Not only will we find out I, what works, but we'll find out what works once you've drunk a lot of whiskey. Make okay. Scottish playtesters happen. Yeah. I can also tell you what was in my list with the Brotherhood of Great Bolts. It was that two Vexlers, two uh, three Relictors, the Prime, and a unit of ten Retributors that obviously I could and a, a Castle back then because obviously there was no Hero Cap. And that was it. And the risk oh, it's saying it, but I bet thing. that people haven't wanted to punch you more in the face than when you were playing that. <laughs> you, I didn't even you? win that event. I got greedy and <laughs> rolled a one on Mystical. <laughs> but Retribution's got stuck on the turn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> old Mystical was amazing. It never left Aberdeen, that, that list. Who, who did you play against? It? I played uh, Kev three, like, three games of uh, two, uh, an hour and a half. <laughs> three games of an hour and a half. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> That was the good old days. Me and Kev used to get like five, six games in a week. I wonder because you all play such bent stuff. <laughs> Not now. Binary games. It was always a melting pot for filth, Aberdeen. That was the problem as well, though, because you would table them too quick, which means you couldn't catch up on the mission if they went up high early. Because back then, <laughs> the game just ended. I was stuck. Like, oh, he's got no models left. I've lost the game because. You had to do like secondary missions and that, but you couldn't do them if you had no models left. Pain. <laughs> yeah. Right. The good old so, days. So we're gonna be coming with future episodes. We're gonna. Are we gonna? Well, we may, depend depending on our schedules, get something out on the tempest lists. Not tempest. Uh, oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> it's just on a piece of paper. All. <laughs> Of the old world, right? I'm gonna, hard. Photo. I'm gonna the first photo. Bit. Yeah, so we're gonna go to follow the old world list potentially. Then in future episodes, we're gonna do a bit of a review on follow the old world. Obviously, um, we're so gonna have obviously a... a lot there. You know, I have. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> warming to watch you say obviously, Stuart. I'm trying to emulate um, our better players. Um, so I'm thinking that that's part of your power. So I'm going to start saying it a lot more. Um, and then we've got, um, we're going to do a Champions episode, another AOS Champions one um, for those people that like that. Um, there's a new a new re- release coming up with the Savagery stuff. So um, we're going to be given some uh, some blessing cards to, uh, to reveal as part of their uh, build-up to the next release, which will be pretty good, and we'll have some stuff to give away to some of our patrons. Um, then there's going to be coming up, well, there's the tr- Twin Realms things, the next event after Fall of the Old World, so we'll probably talk about that. It might be good to actually talk to folk about uh, good pairings. I mean, it's pretty loose, the Twin Realms pack, in terms of who can pair with who. But it might be quite good to to talk through a bit of tactics as to how you make a a, a good pairing. You you two filthmongers can probably. Uh... <laughs> well, I was going to say there's one way to go about it, which is you <laughs> you, you you nurture the future, you know, of this country and the, the future of Warhammer players, and t- and take your take your eldest child along, or. Yeah. Child. Or you, or you be Liam and Nathan, Liam there. You can't Liam and Nathan. That's the new one. <laughs> <laughs> You've now Liam and Nathan. 
Uh, Liam, Liam Neeson is that like Liam Neeson is that what it is Liam Neeson that's it <laughs> there's <laughs> a particular team. set of skills there's your team. <laughs> like the current champion have merged into one being and uh, they're gonna smash all that's it it's fusion time yeah so I don't know and are you, you're still going along are you going along with Michael Hans to that one yeah. Scott yeah, yeah. narrative wearing like Gandalf outfits and stuff so. <laughs> <laughs> pushing about Gresselgore. You don't even need a beard. You're fine. <laughs> uh, and what are you two playing? Uh, I don't know yet. He, he's taking. Effect. He's probably taking Stormcast. I I was planning daughters. They're taking we'll... double Gresselgore this pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't we, actually take double Gresselgore. No, there's no way we're taking double Gresselgore. Don't worry. No, but you can't anyway because you can't take the same items and traits in each list. Yeah. So you'd have to... uh, yeah, I suppose you'd be forced to take it, so that would rule it out. Blister's, yeah. Blister's so there you go. Done. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way. A shame, Nathan. You can't. We can't take the vulgar score now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, so there'll be that coming up. Um. Yeah. And then the other thing, we had a bit of a chat the other day, and um, do you want to mention what Discord is, Nathan? Yeah. So Discord is an application that you can get on your phone or on a computer. Um, it's like a website. Explain it to Scott. Right. So it's like WhatsApp, but better, Scott. Okay. <laughs> so it, it works in almost the exact same way as WhatsApp. But if you imagine you've got your Age of Sigmar WhatsApp channel, you can have a bunch of different channels in it. You can have the ability to voice chat on them as well. So cool things that we could do. In the podcast is if you wanted to pull patrons in and have a quick chat in the middle of recording or whatever, you could do that. If we started doing live stuff on Twitch, it'd be quite good for interaction as well. But it's a lot easier to monitor things that have been said. Like it's a lot, it's a lot more concise chat history and stuff. Um, we'll you get you up to scroll speed. Scroll the page, yeah. page. But do you, but I've got two questions. Do you yep. still get do you still get internet rage on it? Most importantly, because mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, but you have to that has to be impossible, or else I'm afraid it's a, it's an on-starter. And uh, second question: Is Stu on board with this? Oh, I've yes. got yeah, Discord got on my I've got it on my machine. <laughs> I'm I'm on the iOS Champions one because I'm a I'm a Vexler on there apparently. Uh. So I I'm a I'm in their exemplar program. So. Um, yeah. Is that for the so, old people with no technology? Is that like uh, <laughs> bringing, bringing it home? No, so, so I'm in there. I've got this card on my phone I'm as well. Discord. I can find the Stu, Stu's now a silver surfer. Giant <laughs> <laughs> yeah. G- G- keyboard. Yeah. Uh, you should see the size of a calculator. It's like one of them really old people's remote controls. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so it's easy done. But what we were thinking of doing was uh, setting up a channel for our Patreon folk and yeah getting them to start small get them to get involved and for people submitting uh i don't know questions or for just generating chat that we can then bring out in the uh the episodes that might be pretty good and and well nathan knows his technology so he's got bigger and grander ideas for all sorts of things so it will still become... working on still working on the YouTube. I've commissioned someone to create a logo and some art, and I'm getting the Ooh. getting the channel up to speed. 
almost all of the practice games I've had have had unpainted models in them, so I've not really been actively taking photographs. I want to start off as I mean to continue it and have fully painted armies and stuff, but I might try and get a tournament report or something for Folio World, or I don't know, we'll see. But that's definitely in the works now. Cool. Uh, cool. cool. Should be good. Um, but I think that's all we had to all we had to mention. Um, it's not a great deal more. There is still a few tickets for Northern Invasion. I've not really been pushing things. I think I think we've got four tickets left. I'm not sure. I've not I've not really been on the on the list recently. Is that, um, that fifty sold then? Uh, forty six sold. Forty six sold. Yeah. Three. You have three left because Ben Johnson's obviously going to come. Oh, he's yes. clearly going to take one. Yeah. Yes. And then he's going to come and do a seminar to, to talk about preference. <laughs> and then uh, we've got a few more, a few more um, sponsors. So I think we mentioned a few last time, but since then um, I've had a few packages received. So Games and Gears have sent us some pretty fine brushes, which are really nice. Um, Cromlick have sent us some stuff. Um, Redgrass Games, who do, I was talking earlier about my palette, the everlasting palette and stuff. They've sent some stuff, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, who else have we got? I really, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it now because some things may have slipped my mind. Gold bullion all... from the Royal Mint. We've got <laughs> at least two bars. All of our supporters are really special and important to us, so I'll do something a little bit more comprehensive before the wi- before the wine and whiskey next time. Um, but no, it's it's good. So things are looking all right. Um, we've and the stuff for the the Patreon giveaway is en route apparently, so that will hopefully I'll hopefully be able to bring things to follow the old world for for people. Um, and if people aren't making it to follow the old world, I'll I'll get you I'll get your postal addresses and send you stuff out. Uh, but yeah, things are things are pretty good. Everything's everything's going well. Hopefully. The world's a good place. So happy days. So there we go. Have have we got anything else to say? I mean, it's it's been nearly three hours. <laughs> and it's, Right. Well, I shall. Uh, I shall say goodbye from me. And it's good place for him.
Have a heart, oh, come get near me. Misery is not my friend, but I'll break. 